0: Program is paid for by Talking Reds LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling three nine two talk. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardozo and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot, and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat.
1: All right. Feels, uh, feels weird to uh, be in... Talking behind a microphone, especially uh, during this time, we missed a few shows because of basketball, but hey, some positivity there with at least the, uh, the men's side of the, uh, the basketball group, but positive that uh, we're back here chatting with you, and I know uh, several of you have uh, emailed and texted. We didn't, we didn't, uh, we didn't falter. Quit. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't uh, mail it in because it was a bad football season. We just...
2: I think I had the flu Sunday, though, so it oh, yeah? could have been that. Could be. Well, I fought through it, though. Battled. I fought through it. Basketball team fought through it. Somebody didn't fight through it. Let me name them individually.
1: That is uh, Patrick Dooley. I am Jeff Cardozo. Will is here as well as we uh, get back going again here. We'll call this a Sonic Sound Off Tuesday since we uh, we missed yesterday. We'll actually talk a little Gator Men's Basketball in the second hour. Chris Harry is going to walk all over from uh, basketball practice and chat uh, about what happened on Sunday. Here's the Gators beat the Knolls, and hopefully that'll happen in a couple of weeks.
2: It was a nice birthday present.
1: Yes, it was. And I was just about to say that. Duly turned uh, 49 on Sunday, so it was a big day for him.
2: Freaking 67. How sad is that?
1: Two more years. You till... know, it would
2: be sadder if I never made it to 67. True. But yeah, I told Karen, I go, 66 felt okay. 67 feels like a step closer to death. Oh. No. <laughs> Not it at all. It just does.
1: So a uh, happy belated to Pat.
2: I was sick on my birthday, so that's That sucks. It wasn't fun, but um, I did enjoy the game very much. The basketball game. The football game was a whole other story, and I'll 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 tell you what I I wrote in the on the back nine. It 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 went when it forty two twenty eight. It went past anger and turned into just pure sadness. Really? Where you just sad. I and I talked to my wife, she said the same thing. Because mm-hmm. I just felt sad. Like, what has happened? Why can't Florida have nice things anymore? <laughs> you know, uh, you have a, a good season, you have to follow with a bad season. Will Muschamp followed 11 wins with 4 and 8. Mm-hmm. McElwain, uh back-to-back SEC championships, fired halfway through the second. No, The third year. Nobody, uh, it's, it doesn't seem like... N- things can go right for very long here the way they used to and again a lot of that's because of Steve Spurrier and, and Urban Meyer
1: yeah but but even in this case though Florida after that Bama game was on top of the world basically like at where this program was and the conversation was look how close Florida is and that Georgia game is going to mean so much it just it, it really happened with those penalties in Lexington like all those penalties seemed to just change this team and, yeah. and and but maybe Something if Florida changing. would have won that game, things would have even have been different. I know that there's still a lot of holes and a lot of issues, certainly with this team, but I don't know. I just feel like that that Saturday in Lexington has just now completely been the demise of this program for some odd reason.
2: Yeah. No, may, I well I keep looking for reasons and explanations. Um and I have a hard time because you know, I'm whether I'm doing other radio shows or when I'm doing with with you or writing or doing Mm -hmm. anything. That's a question that people keep asking me. I I swear to God, at least half of my uh, birthday um, greetings, you know, people saying, hey, happy birthday, hope you have a great day. Half of them went, and what is wrong with the Gators down there? (laughs) You know, guys like Tony Barnhart and and Herb Vinson from the SEC. Everybody's like, what is going on down there? And I can't really explain it. I mean, that may be a good explanation, but I don't know that it's, you know, understandable why a team, why you would have a team, one team in this state start out 0-4 and, and do what they've done. would
1: lose to who they lost Jackson to. Jacksonville yeah. State.
2: And keep fighting and keep getting better and keep trying and the other team lose one game to Kentucky and go well, we're done. We're going to mail it in the rest of the way. Oh, but we'll go, oh, we're playing Georgia. We'll go ahead and play hard. But once they get way ahead after the mistakes that Richardson made now nah, we're we're done, we're done again. I mean, they just uh, there's a lot of quit in this team, and it's sad. I'm not saying all the players, yeah. I, but see,
1: I don't know if that's the case. I don't think that they've quit. Like I, I've, you're saying them.
2: they're just not very good. Yes,
1: that, I think that's what I more say.
2: I don't disagree with you there. Like I, I don't, think it's I a don't, combination. I,
1: I honestly don't think that they quit. I, I think they're playing hard for Mullen. And and when Mullen says they're playing hard, you, you kinda look at him and say, What the hell are you talking about? But I really no. think that they are playing hard, but
2: then that's that's the well, problem. Now I'm because, getting ready to say, What the hell are you right. talking about? Well no, because <laughs> if
1: but it, so if you're telling me or I'm telling you, and Mullen's telling you that they're playing hard. Then that's the only other explanation: is they're just not really that good. So where is then the future of this program?
2: Well, yeah, that I mean, I think it is a combination of the three things that you don't want to happen.
1: I think there's numnuts on the team, though, for one.
2: Well, yes, absolutely. But I don't think they're very talented. I mm-hmm. think everybody talks about the great talent Florida has. They don't. They're not that talented. Um, I don't think they're very well coached. I mean. Jeff, here's a stat for you and I I think I use this in the back nine but I was I'm going to use it somewhere else. Here's a good stat for you. In the history of Florida football, now they only re- they only have the stats in the media guy going back to 77. Okay. Cuz I guess that's when they have have every all the records that they can look at. But in that history, Florida has had 3 seasons total where they have only had single digits in interceptions. 3 and one of them was last year, and one of them, and another one is going to be this year, because yeah. they've got seven right now. Because of Mordecai McDaniel, just a tip ball that he made, a, he made a nice play on it. Mm-hmm. But okay, but think about that. That is part of the reason why they uh, they aren't very good. But I do think it's a it's a three way thing. I don't think they're well coached. I don't think they're they're playing well. And I think there is some quit. And you talk about the numb nuts, and that's who quits. I'm not saying everybody quits. I think some guys do play hard. I don't think everybody plays
1: hard. No, I I don't. Uh, and I just I think there's some people on this team that because there's nothing to play for, they say, "Well, why am I even here?" and uh like it's it's become more about them yeah. as the individual as opposed to trying to make the team better. And I think that's where Mullen is. He is trying to like halftime of that game, he 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 said to the team this past week. He said Somebody needs to go do something like stop sitting here waiting for somebody else to do something like you're, you're here for a reason like you are talented we recruited you for a reason like just go play like go do what you're supposed to do and I think some some people are doing that but then others are saying well if, if this guy's not getting me the ball then I don't care. Yeah. And if 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 I'm not, oh, I, I can gonna think be
2: – I can think of one guy who probably has that, yeah, philosophy. and it's number
1: one, and it pisses me off. Well, but,
2: and and I, I again I don't grasp why they refused to throw on the ball in the first half. Well, because you got to get open. Well, so I'm not I'm watches not, his routes. I well I'm not watching him because I'm out of the game. But I assume it's because he's not getting open. That's yeah. always been my assumption. And you know, you know, some guys keep playing hard even when they. Well, I'll give you a perfect example, Damian Pierce. Mm-hmm. Damian Pierce has decided you can give it to me five times. they are going to be five unbelievable carries. Mm-hmm. You should probably give it to me more, but I'm not going to complain. But I would be complaining if I was him. Yeah, I mean, I
1: would too. But look at but look at the way that game shaped up. I mean, look, Malik Davis had the great play. Naquan was yeah. phenomenal when he was in there. So
2: yeah, but I'm t- I'm saying for the whole season, all season, it's been Damian Pierce eight carries, yeah. fifty eight yards. I'm mm-hmm. like. Why not eighteen carries? No, I get it for 116 yards. I get it.
1: So there's there's still plenty to talk about, and of course, uh, you guys have not been able to talk about it here over the last uh, couple of days because of uh, basketball. So we'll do that today. We'll take a break, open up those phone lines, and let's uh, let's chat because now when you have cover stories and national websites no, that are saying, you know, what's this, this wrong with Florida and they're not saying that they're going. Or,
2: he's he's gone. Um, you know, I I can't believe nobody's even come up with a list of possible replacements. Yeah, but I still think if he could win these last two games, he'll be all right. That's my opinion. I but I I know nothing. I I think
1: there's a lot of ways to look at it. I mean, there's certainly ways that people can say that would convince us to say, okay, yeah, you're right. He should not be here. And there's certainly arguments on the other side that say, all right, well, who else is it going to be? Do you really want to start over? Look at Texas. Look at Tennessee. Look at some of these other programs that have right. done keep this it and it over and over yeah. again. Do you want to keep doing it? No, I don't.
2: You know, Florida State. You know, mm-hmm. it's another one. It's another one. Um, and Miami. And and now the AD gets fired down there, which was the weirdest thing to fire the AD mm-hmm. after because you lost a bas- a football game on a fourth and fifteen play, basically, um, and now. Uh, I think everybody would assume that Diaz is, is the next to go, and so what have they done? They just keep recycling these coaches, going through, all right, let's go, go find somebody else. But, yeah,
1: to a team that lost their starting quarterback and was actually playing pretty hard as well.
2: Yeah, uh, really hard. I, I admired the way they were playing. And then today Justin Fuente gets fired, and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's it's happening more early because of the early signing period. So teams are more likely to do this early and get to work on it and try to even bring somebody in. As you know, there are three teams that have already hired head coaches, let alone fired them. They, they fired them and hired new ones. Uh, A, uh, Texas uh, Tech, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia Southern, and who's the other school? Oh, uh, UConn, because Jim Mora went there. Yeah, they've already hired – Coaches and they're out recruiting, so um, I, I, they're, they're, I don't think there'll be any panic in, in, um, Prescott Strickland. No, I don't think he'll be go. We, we better do something because, you know, we're gonna get behind no. on as far as uh, getting a new all. coach in here.
1: It would have to be uh, significant and and big if and they, done the right way. If
2: they stink it up the last two games, yeah. I think he's in real trouble. Agreed. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, open up
1: those phone lines for you, and get after it here on the tailgate.
0: Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRE.
3: I'm Ava Krivosh. Starting off in local sports, Gators senior defensive lineman Zachary Carter has accepted his invitation to the NCAA Senior Bowl. Carter will have a week of practices and an all-star game watched by NFL scouts as he prepares for the upcoming NFL draft. Gators football travels to Missouri to face the Tigers for an afternoon kickoff on Saturday. Continuing with Gators sports, the 20th ranked Florida volleyball team will host the Auburn Tigers tomorrow evening. Florida is currently 11-2 in the SEC and holds third place in the conference. In Gators women's basketball news, Kira Smith was named to the preseason WNIT all-tournament team following Monday's victory over Wofford. Smith led the team in points, rebounds, and assists. The Gators will host Grambling State on Friday night. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ava Krivosh.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM
4: WRUF. Hey, Gator Nation. It's Jamil here from the Muley Pop Shop. Gainesville is home for all things sports cards, collectibles, memorabilia, autographs,
5: Pokemon, Funko Pop, comics, coins, and more. Just wanted to share with you information about our new website, Mealypops.com. Well, Jamil, the website is fantastic. I
1: was on there last night. You've got a ton of sports cards, Pokemon boxes, and packs. I even jumped into one of the online breaks, and guess what? I won some sweet stuff.
4: Yeah, man, the website's got links to even all our social media accounts and info on the shop. We can't list everything on the store so come on by the shop for a selection over 1 million cards and unopened boxes and packs remember mealypops.com m-e-e-l-y-p-o-p-s.com and we are also open every tuesday through sunday located here in town by the santa fe college sign off 39th avenue thank you so much for your support gator nation and as always go gators
2: Oh, cheese has been around hundreds of years,
8: too. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger, made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app.
1: Wow, this is a good debate.
8: Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra, limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time
9: only at participating Sonic drive-ins.
1: This is Florida Gator Jeff Cardozo, and I'm with the University of Florida's only official personal injury law firm partner, Jeffrey Melden of Melden Law. Jeffrey, I hear you are the go-to place for free tickets to Gator Athletic Games.
10: That's right, Jeff. Melden Law is the place to score tickets to all the Gator Games. Go to meldenlaw.com or visit our Facebook page to enter our contest and you could win tickets to an upcoming game.
1: You heard it here, Gator fans. Go to MeldonLaw.com or the Melden Law Facebook page for your chance to see a game down where the old Gators play. So if you bleed orange and blue, Melden Law is the firm for you.
11: When fun finally returns, Bud Light legends don't just come back. They come roaring back. Carrying a cooler full of Bud Lights, an inflatable dolphin, and those Velcro pads with the balls that stick to them. And this summer, with a cooler at their side, they're going to make up for all the fun we've missed. Welcome back, Bud Light Legends. It's time to take summer by the coolers. Cooler up at BudLightLegends.com. Enjoy responsibly 2021 AP Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri.
0: Sports with Steve Russell, weekdays at noon, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the
6: WRUF radio app. This is Florida Gators Head Coach Dan Holland. You're listening to The Tailgate on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators.
1: All right, welcome back. Jeff and Pat here with you. It is the tailgate. We're powered by Davis Gainesville Chevrolet and anybody that calls, well, you're doing it. Thanks to uh, our friends at Titan MRI. Our Titan MRI hotline has been lit up and ready to go. So let's get ATX Gator to kick things off. Howdy, sir.
12: Hey, gentlemen. How are you? Good. Good. Good, good. Pat, happy belated birthday or Mr. Dooley, shall I say?
2: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it yeah I mean when I'm of course. when you turn sixty seven you better be referred to as mr Dooley
12: <laughs> that's right well as you said right hey every every birthday above the dirt is better than than that one right so exactly um well, hey, listen, there's probably two dozen things I could uh talk to you guys about, but um you know i just jeff, I think you hit on one one thing earlier and 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 just kind of it, it, watching Dan over the last couple of weeks and all season. Just wanted to get your thoughts on, and and, and Pat, you as well. I feel like Dan maybe knew he was letting Hevesy and Grantham go way before he made the decision. His attitude since he actually made that public and, and let them go, has it's been a 180. He's a different guy, and maybe he lost too much goodwill with, you know, half the fan base or the national media or whatever. But even after the Sanford game, I I mean, listen, I get what people are saying, but what do we really expect? It's a team that's downtrodden. They just fired two of their longstanding coaches playing a – I I get they're an FCS team. We should dominate them. We did the second half. They were going to start slow. They did, and to his point, they went in at halftime. They buckled down and came out and dominated the second half like they should have the first half. It took too long, fair, but they went and did it. Emory Jones broke Tim Tebow's record. Tim Tebow played Sanford's and other teams in his career as well and never did what Emery did on that Saturday. And I just feel like we as a fan base and, and the beat writers and things, and I called and talked about that before, but golly, let's celebrate some of the positives Let's bring some positive energy back into this program and hopefully push them. And, and, and I know we don't, but the fans help. You know, but get them. let's get a ring at Missouri. That would be huge for us.
2: I, well, I mean, I agree with you on a lot of that. Um, there's obviously – I don't know when he knew, but, I mean, obviously he could have gotten rid of Grantham a long time ago. But I think there was I, – I do think the South Car- – I think in, until the South Carolina game, because he's probably thinking what we were thinking. Yeah. Go in these last four games.
13: You're
1: going to win them. Yeah.
2: You're, so you're going to go eight and four, and everybody said you were going to have a down year and take a step back. Okay, so you, you've survived it and you're – it's not the best year. But but then after that game is when I just think he said, well, that this isn't going to cut it anymore. We've got to make changes and um, – but no, I, I,
1: I, probably, I, I do agree that he was going to make a move after the year. It was just getting too toxic as it was after LSU right. yeah, and, well, and everything that, that, that transpired, true. transpired from that. So, I mean, it was inevitable. And then South Carolina happens and then it was all right. Yeah. And, and maybe you do that to try to then take off some of the heat of yourself and all the negativity. But now all the negativity continues. But I, I agree with you, ATX Gator. I know there has been a lot of people that are moaning and groaning about the video that came out of those guys dancing in the locker room well guess what I I was in the locker room and you know I I think everyone was just relieved and sometimes you're just happy to win a game and you you might think okay yeah it's Sanford you gave up 42 points which is the most and a half in school history like why are you doing this but I just I think the, the entire mindset of Mullen for the last couple of weeks was just trying to find something to make these guys smile again, make right. it be positive, make something turn around. And, you know, when somebody walks in and, and starts playing the music and you're, you're getting excited and you're starting to dance, then I, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. It's not like they're doing it all the time and it's like this, this big deal, but that's the way they celebrate every win. They didn't do anything differently after that win than they do for any other win. That's the way those locker rooms are. And that's the way they treated it. No, Who cares if no, it was Sanford or Stanford or whatever it was?
2: Well, I think Sanford could beat Stanford, actually. Maybe. But, uh, you know, <laughs> that's the thing is to me, and I, again, I didn't have any problem with it either. But you picked the wrong fan base to celebrate a win over Sanford. But I think that that is what is happening with uh, fans all over this country is they've taken a lot of the joy out of winning. You know, you saw yeah. it, You saw it with Kentucky this week. Stoops only beat Vanderbilt. They were up way up at halftime and they had kind of called the dogs off and only beat them by what, 14 or whatever. And people are calling his talk show complaining. He to Mark Stoops. Come on. Right. He's won yeah. 7 and, games. That's that's a miracle at that school. Well,
12: in in fact, here's the other thing to to talk about, you know, choosing the wrong fan base. I, listen, I, I'm I'm one Gator fan in in all of Gator Nation, but a word of caution. I'm here in Austin, Texas, and I can tell you right now, you don't want to get into the routine. And Jeff, you said this before that Texas is in
14: mm-hmm.
12: the th- this place is beside themselves after losing to Kansas, and they've ponied everything up on Sark. And um, you know, I mean, you look at Virginia Tech; they let go of Justin Fuente. 13 games or 12 games above 500 how much how much better is is another coach going to do at Virginia Tech you know and so I, I just it, it it it's unnerving I think Mullen yes needs to make changes it seems like he's going to but God if we get into that spiral of unless we're in the playoffs every single year and let you know where there's no room for error we're never going to get there. You know, you have to be patient and let these, let these guys do their things. And I think when you look at it, Mullen did better early on. Right. And maybe he's doing a little bit worse this year than we wanted, but when you even it out, he's about where we should have been. Maybe this five and five season should have been year one. Right. And 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 this year should be a peach bowl and, and, and so on and so forth. But it was. He did it for us in year one. This year might be a step back. And it, it can't, he can't continue down this path. That's not what I'm trying to get at. But I think it's like we you have to be able to, to stumble a little bit on your journey, right, to get to the top of the mountain. And if we just expect someone to climb the mountain and just get there and stay there, I don't think, you know, I, I think that's unrealistic.
1: Yeah, and, and I really think throughout this process, because it was. It was coming easy. Like, all of a sudden, you're, you're the only coach like in the world to to get three straight New Year's six yeah. bowl games, right? When you start your career and then and you haven't thinking, done it through recruiting. Right. Yeah, so going... he's all right, so everything's fine. I'm I'm a good coach. I know what I'm doing. Like I, I can call some good ball plays. We're gonna do just enough. The defense will gonna get better. So it it does suck that you're going through this, but but I almost feel like I've I've also seen a change in him. Like you you can tell that he is going about things differently. And sometimes that needs to happen. Like you need to have this moment where it says, okay, like, yeah, we, we were sneaking through this. We were out, getting yeah. away with it. And oh my gosh, like it's, it's not sustainable. And now what do I have to do to change? So now hopefully he can change the way he goes out and recruits because all these stories are coming out, how they don't do anything and their approach is awful. And maybe he sees that. Oh gosh, if kids are thinking this and then, then probably need to do this and, Now I need to do something better with the way I recruit a quarterback. And maybe it's not a dual threat guy. Maybe it's a guy that I had the most success with ever last year and a guy that knows how to read defenses and have that type of quarterback. So I think he's done a lot of self-assessing too to be able to say, okay, I want to be here. This is something that I can do. I just have to change a little bit. And there's no other place in this country that – I'm going to probably be able to have this much success. So let's go balls to the wall and make it happen.
12: Yeah. Well, we can hope for it. Listen, I know you got other callers and uh, appreciate you guys. Yep, thank nice you. you on the air.
2: Yeah. And and I agree. I do think we've seen a different Dan Mullen ever since bloody Sunday, you know, when he fired the two coaches, I mean, the, Mo- the Monday press conference, was one of his best press conferences. Uh, you know, people don't necessarily agree with some of the things he says, but at least he's back to being himself. Hmm. Yeah. Um, which I think has been refreshing to a point.
1: See what Jimmy's got for us. James,
2: how are you, sir?
15: Fellas, happy belated 21st, Pat.
2: Thank you very much. I don't even remember when I was so, 21.
15: <laughs> so if you think about this, this this is a reflection of the, of the fan base, and it's really bad here in Gainesville. People were calling for Tim Walton's head a couple seasons ago. People were saying that Sully needs to be replaced after last season when we should have been, quote-unquote, you know, number one. People were calling for Billy's head before he left. People were calling for Mike White's head last year. How many championships has Mary Wise ever won? It's a constant barrage of people complaining. And it just doesn't surprise me, you know. I think you give Mullen a year to correct it and right the ship and give us a good season next season, and I don't even think that means winning a championship – I think it just means having progress, and I think we're on the right track. Uh, I, I just, it, you know, having been here since 91, it gets really tiresome with our fan base. They, they chased Spurrier out, basically, in my mind, we did.
2: You uh, contributed. We're not
15: grateful for Urban. Yeah, right, you know? And we're not grateful for what Urban did, despite the way he left.
2: Won't put him People in the ring of honor. Can't stand
15: up. <laughs> yeah, I, it just it blows my mind every season, so... I, I don't get it. I get tired of the griping, uh, you know. I, I don't even know what's going to happen. And, and, I, and Part of me actually feels bad for Mullen for having to go through it. And I understand it's his job. He took it. He gets paid a lot of money, yada, yada, yada. But man, oh man, you can't make anybody happy. That's the
2: problem. Well, and and you know, it's funny how we, we you t- mentioned Mike White, and Mike White has basically just shut it down in terms of the media uh, other than what he's required to do. You know, the Zoom calls and after the game and Zoom calls leading up to the game. But he really doesn't. I mean, he w- used to do a lot more with the media. I mean, we used to be able to get one-on-ones with him and stuff. But he got tired of hearing this constant criticism, both from the media and the fans, and said, look, I'm just going to devote my time to my f- basketball team and my family. And I think, you know, with Dan, he's kind of got do to do those kind of things, you know, and just kind of be more devoted towards uh, doing his job. I said this. Uh, last week i think i did somewhere i said it um i think dan mullen needs to desert needs to treat the florida job better than he has been treating it now that's not mm-hmm. that's i'm not trying to be really overly critical but i think he needs to be better at his job than he's been this year
15: i agree i do agree sometimes i wonder if he should treat it like sully treats the baseball reporters you know If there's anybody that's just a no-B.S. type of guy, Sully just cuts. And Jeff, you know, you're with him all the time. Yeah. He just lays it out like he sees it, and there's no B.S. about it. And if you don't like it, well, tough, whatever.
2: Yeah, but I will say this, football's different in terms of uh, football players um, being overly sensitive and being, you know, enamored with the transfer portal and stuff. Uh, I know it's there for baseball, too, but they're less likely to – Jump in it, uh, just because they're not getting, you know, they're not they're not uh, getting enough at bats. I mean, some guys will jump in it, but uh, right. but not like they, I mean, you got to be, you always got to be worried in football.
15: Well, I hope people are a little more realistic with the last two games. I mean, we did just fire a defensive coordinator, so I don't know what they're expecting. Uh, you know, you go from having what was a coach that didn't seem to be doing a job to having no coach on the defense right now despite the fact that, yeah, we do have so many stepped up, but, you know, they're not a defensive coordinator. So people are expecting miracles out of nothing, and, you know, I, I just don't I don't see it happening. And if we lose the last two games, we lose the last two games. I'm not expecting great things. I just want to see progress, you know, a little bit of progress, that's all.
1: Yeah, I think that's what we all hope for at this point, to yeah. be able to say, okay, he, he's been able to get to some of the guys, have them play hard, show something different. And, and I think... The, the defense surprised me a little bit uh, against Sanford because I had Christian Robinson on the the show Thursday night, and and talking to some of the players that week, they said, "Man, we're going to play so hard for Christian. We absolutely love this guy. We want him to come out and do his thing." But it's idle chatter. I mean, Christian can't tell guys to to run in like he called. He made the call on that one where everybody freaked out and then Mullen freaked out. He made the right call. The players didn't know what they were doing. But they were coached that, and I know for a fact that they were coached that because I saw it firsthand. So it might look like Robinson screwed up, but no, it was the players. Christian Robinson didn't miss a, an open field tackle on a tight end when you're a, a safety but, to cause a touchdown. Yeah, but
2: this is where you—this is where people say, "Oh, this team's giving up on on the coaches. They're right. not, they're not playing hard for the coaches because some of them aren't playing hard yeah. for the coaches."
1: Christian Robinson didn't tell Kyir Elam to. Run and cover the wrong guy in a certain defense. They had a defense. They, I made the wrong read and
2: guys wide open. So I mean, yeah. Look, I I think he was. A, I think he played a very conservative, soft coverage most of the day, and which which allows you to complete to have a lot of screens and slants. That's all they ran were screens and slants pretty much Well until the second half. Yeah. in
15: this day and age. I don't think it matters what the sport is in this day and age is that's the attitude of the athlete. And you know, it's hard to be a coach right now, that's for sure. I don't envy that position. It's not what it was even five years ago.
2: Yeah, except you make a lot more money. Yeah. When you get fired. (laughs) Valid point valid point. Yeah, I think think Fuente's buyout was like seven point eight million, which that's a drop in the bucket. Seven point eight. Take it. Yeah. I mean everybody and and again when 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 you say seven point eight, everybody thinks in their mind they go Man, that guy's got a check for seven point eight million dollars. It doesn't work that way. You still get paid on your regular thing, mm-hmm. and then uh, or there's a, a thing laid out there for you for when you're going to get paid, and uh, you you know you still have taxes taken out.
1: But you do. All right, we got to get a break. We'll come back. Continue the conversation. You are listening to the Tailgate.
0: If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN ninety
9: eight FM eight fifty AM W R U F. Want to start a career with a local company that's been in business for almost four decades, proudly serves the growing needs of our community, and has excellent pay and benefits? Join the Quality Plumbing team today. From high school grads to apprenticeships, journeymen to master plumbers, Quality Plumbing can help you build a rewarding career in a high-demand industry. Earn while you learn. Endless opportunities for advancement and job security. Visit QualityPlumbing.com today to learn more. License number CFC043073. Well, folks, football
1: season snuck up on us, and we're right in the middle of all the action. So if you weren't ready, well, that's on you. Don't let that happen when it comes to Christmas time. It's time to start thinking about getting that special somebody a unique gift that they'll remember forever. And the first place you should think of when doing that is Oaks Jewelry. Let their amazing staff put together something unique that'll score you more points than the orange and blue do on the football field. Whether it's a Christmas proposal, a necklace for mom with all the kids' birthstones, or anything in between, there is no place that'll treat you better than Oaks Jewelry. So stop in today. right across the street from Publix. If you still can't find them, just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Well, I think we all know how hot it gets in north central Florida. It's sometimes unbearable at times to even be outside over the summer. But for me, it was just as unbearable to be inside because my house just wouldn't cool down. So I knew it was finally time to do something about it. And thanks to Kirk and his team at Crystal Air, my phone call turned into a life changer. They told me my unit was as old as Pat Dooley is and the air wasn't traveling through the house correctly and it was time to get with the times. So I took advantage of 0% financing for 60 months on a brand new train unit, was also able to take advantage of some rebates from train. And even though they are train comfort specialists, which is the highest contractor rating by train, Crystal Air and Water works on all brands out there and the repair services are as fast as my was back in the day and they'll be there today if you need them to come out and see what's wrong with my new train variable speed system the temperature has evened up throughout the house there is much lower humidity and the unit is even generator friendly if need be so if you need your ac unit looked at call crystal air at three 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 zero four six zero because they aren't comfortable until you are
17: from the
0: uf weather center here is your wruf weather update
12: Tonight will be quite as cold as what we've had of late. Lows fall to near 50 under clear skies. And the slightly warmer start to your Wednesday is a sign of things to come by the afternoon with highs near 80. Mostly sunny skies sticking around. Another near 80 degree day for Thursday, but there is a chance for an isolated shower or two with plenty more clouds during the afternoon. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Meteorologist Justin Ballard.
0: This, it on the download. here, is the Dan Patrick Show.
2: Cam going back to Carolina. I wondered earlier in the week why nobody had picked up Cam Newton. But who was Carolina
0: negotiating against? Like, we got to get Cam before somebody else does. Let's give him all this money. And I think he can help them. I don't think they're a playoff team. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9 right here on WRUF. We're proud to be your home for Gators basketball. You are listening to ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app.
2: Do you remember way back when? I mean, this is a long time ago, like four years ago, when people were saying, "I mean, we were getting multiple calls, people saying this. All I want to do is be good on offense again, even if we lose, I don't care."
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know.
2: And, and, and then they got good on offense, and, and then they started losing, and good on offense, and they're like, "No, nah, nah, I don't, I don't like that." I don't. But you know, it is what it is. And I like I talked about the joy being gone for winning games now. And, if, and it feels like it's all over the country because now you win a game and you drop in the polls or you drop in the uh in the uh college football playoff rankings after winning a game and everybody's like, Wow, oh, you should have won by more. I you know, I mentioned what happened at Kentucky. You know, Florida gets criticized for doing a video because they won. They won a game where they were down fourteen late in the second half or first half normally that's okay it was an fcs team i get it they play hard they played hard let me tell you what the best player on the field didn't play for florida
1: no he was catching balls and their quarterback was a preseason player of the year
2: i told everybody before the game this is a really good offense and a really bad defense Mm -hmm. no team in the history of florida field has lived up to that more (laughs) than that team very true to, to lose 70 to 52 very true. All right,
1: back to the phones we go. Let's get the uh, the cattleman's call. Hey Mike.
18: Hey guys, uh want to talk about that coaching carousel boy it's spinning a million miles an hour in it. It sure is. Hey, um uh, you kinda stole my call last segment. Um these uh big jobs, most any college football FBS job is high pressure, many hours required, usually hard on your family. But for the fans that show up and buy the tickets and pay the bills and make the donations, they're getting filthy rich. Um, and I don't think this is a Spurrier quote, but it sounds like something Spurrier would say. Uh, when I hear buyout, I just hear failure money. Well, yeah, okay,
2: yeah.
18: Yes, and and, and, and by the be. way, a lot of well, these schools have friend, do? We don't even have contracts Yeah, That's, th- that's why they're lawyers and contracts. I don't, well, you got to pay them usually unless. You start a trend and you find a coach with death threats or you find a coach with McDonald's bags and you call the glazier law firm and investigate yourself and roll the grenade in your own tent and blow your own house up so you don't have to pay these jokers.
2: By the way, death threats is playing tonight on TV. You want to watch
18: that. Um,
2: <laughs> Western Michigan at Eastern Michigan. That'll be a
18: doozy of a game. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying here is, is all these guys, yeah, it's you know, probably not fun, but they're, they're all getting filthy rich on us. Yeah, you know, it's a different different reality. These dudes live. They're all going to be okay.
1: Yeah, they'll all be fine. I I remember sitting in Muschamp's office when he was the the lame duck guy, and I'm I'm literally doing doing the interview. It's before the Florida State game, and I'm it's like Thanksgiving, and and I'm crying because I'm like, man, Will, I, I loved you to death. You know, you've been so great. I'm going to miss you, and he, that's what he did. He looked at me and he said, Jeff, I'm going to be okay. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, everything's going to be fine. Like I'll I'll be good. And well, it
2: is. There's there's a level of humiliation though, when you get fired. Yeah, and there's a level of anger and a level of a disappointment. I think Will probably took it better than anybody I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. In that he basically said, "I just didn't get it done." Yeah, and I they I understand why they let me go, rather than you know, you know, be upset or or angry yeah. or anything like that.
18: Hey, guys, uh, one thing on uh, Virginia taking a quick uh, Kiffin question, I'll get out of y'all's way. But, you know, guys, I don't know anything. Y'all are down there and dialed into it. But I just wouldn't personally be shocked from 30,000 feet to see Mullen trying his hand in the NFL.
2: Well, everybody keeps saying that. You know, everybody keeps saying how interested he is in it. But um, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. First of all, we'll see whether he's a coach in Florida next year before we, we can go any further. I-
18: all right, guys, last People are going to need to take
2: one but, thing at a time, you know. Let's see what yeah, they do I, this week.
18: Hey, hey, last two quick things here, guys. The big names are starting to pile up in the coaching carousel. Let's see here off the top of our heads. We've got USC, LSU, who knows what happens with Florida. I don't know what you think about Virginia Tech, but I think Virginia Tech's almost like Clemson. It's a football school and a basketball league. Don't know what their financial situation's like, but um, – A lot of big, big uh, schools starting to, uh, big names starting to show up in the uh, coaching hunt. uh, I'm I'm hearing, Pat, 30 30 jobs might be open.
2: Could be. I mean, I I, I don't know. I feel like everybody's kind of uh, reacting to the early signing period uh, this year um, more than ever. But, um, yeah, we'll see. You know, I actually heard this conversation on a national radio show about the possibility of Shane Beamer to Virginia Tech. And I'm like... Look, their team has sucked all year except yeah, one game. Can't see that. Okay. Exactly. And
18: I, I didn't mention I didn't I didn't mention Miami either. Very rarely, everybody's on, talking about Blake James. Very rarely does an athletic director get to hire three coaches. Last question for you guys, and I'll clear out. My guy Kiffin. I'm gonna be interested to see how this shakes out, guys. Great scene in the Grove. You know, he broke Tennessee's hearts, the burning mattresses. He'd break those people's hearts too. But let's face your you're at Ole Miss. If, if LSU, Florida. I'd love to see Kiffin land in Miami. I think that'd be awesome. I'm kind of a soft Miami fan, guys. I don't mind to tell you. I used to live in West Palm like you, Jeff, Hope, Sound. Mm -hmm. But uh, Kiffin's going to have some options. And, you know, he's got the reputation, as you know, a shaky, flaky Twitter dude and won't stick around and job jumping and all that. But let's face it, if you're looking at your long-term career, do you want to you know, you thought some making four five, they'll come back at you. The Kiffin haters are out there. If you're Kiffin in Florida, LSU, a big job, it, hell, USC's open. If a big job comes on the table, yeah, he, what do you do?
2: USC isn't making that move. Yeah,
1: I just don't know if Miami, they, know, Miami, big, they big, care big. enough. Like, you, they care so much I don't so think Miami's more. a better job than Ole Miss. No, I wouldn't think so. I right. mean, obviously, I, I the, the schedule's probably a little easier. Yeah. And what you could? I'm just saying, make.
18: if you're Kiffin, do you want to hitch the long-term prospectus of your uh, career as a, as a financial advisor would say to Ole Miss? Or do you want to jump into a big-boy job like Florida, like LSU? I don't know what you would call Miami or USC to the facilities and stuff like yeah. that. Well, but uh, what if you're Kiffin, what, he's going to be on the short list on all these big jobs. And it's yeah. going to be interesting to see what Kiffin does, and y'all hang in there.
2: If I was if I was Kiffin and LSU called I'd go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If USC called, well USC's not going to call. They already fired him once. Uh if Florida called, yeah, I would okay. go. If Miami called, I would I would have to think a lot. I mean, I would ha- He's going to get it. a huge raise after this season. There's no doubt about it. They're going to get in the New Year's Six bowl and that's going to be huge for for that school. So, but yeah, well but I mean a lot depends on where like I don't see I don't see Miami, which is keeps going through coaches over and over again. And doesn't have a facility within, you know, twenty miles of their campus, is a better job than the Ole Miss and the Grove and the SEC. I, yeah, it might be easier to get into the playoff there, but, you know, I mean, Clemson's not going to be down forever, and, you know, I, but I, I don't. I, it depends on what his goals are in life.
1: Correct, Thomas. Welcome.
2: Hey guys, how are y'all doing today?
1: Good. How about you?
16: Uh, great, man. Uh, hey, just a thought on that uh, last caller. I kind of feeling like Kiffin is going to try to, is going to stick around at Ole Miss and try to build something there. I mean, I don't think he's going to stay there forever, but you get a sense that he thinks he's he's building something there. The defense is improved. I wouldn't be surprised at all if if you know they give him a big raise and he sticks around there for a little while.
2: Well, I think it'll depend on what is open because as uh Mike was saying, they you know, when you look at uh Florida or LSU and again Florida's not open. Let's just make sure we reiterate that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, even the yeah. LSU job, I mean, I know there's a lot that goes into that LSU job that is a way, you know, that's political and it's it's a it's a weird dynamic there and that's ended up getting Ogeron in the end. Um but um, but I would take that job at a heartbeat with the facilities, with the stadium, with the mm. crowds you can mm-hmm. get there, the money you can make there. But it depends yeah. on what he wants out of his out of the rest of his life. I mean, I know he's he's yeah. he's the most interesting man in college football. I will say that. Oh
16: no, Mike Leach is is uh, interesting. He's there. right up there, but Mike Leach
2: says really yeah, bad Leach. things sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree, like Mike Leach, I but I I can't say it on the air because my wife hates him because he, he referred to fat little girlfriends that time.
13: <laughs>
16: um but what I want to ask you guys about is um defensive coordinator and you know the hire that Mullen will, will make eventually. You know, I mean let's just say Florida splits these last two games. I mean it, it's it's gonna be very apparent that Mullen's gonna be on a short leash, right? That he's that if he doesn't do well next year you know he he he's probably going to be fired. So like what offensive co- what defensive coordinator is going to that's established is going to want to take take that position. And so does this mean that Mullen's got to like look through, try to find like a um, you know a diamond in the rough or a young promising coordinator. You know everybody talks about Charlie Strong. you know, Who knows if he would come back? But what do y'all think? Oh, he would, from like, yeah. really, he would come back. Yeah. Yeah, really. Okay. Well,
2: uh, here's the thing. Um, yeah, I mean, every assistant coach in college football, for the most part, is basically getting a two-year at the most contract. So you're not going into this thing as a, as a coordinator thinking I'm going to be there long term. So you yeah. you know it could be one and out or two and out either way. So I think it's still they. I think you could, yeah, they could still get somebody yeah.
1: big because the the point of that Thomas is listen if if you're a really big name defensive coordinator and you're out in the open market, Somebody's going to want you. So it's not like you're not going to have a job. The only issue would be family. And you say, okay, well, I was living in Texas. Now I've got to go live in Gainesville. And then if it doesn't work out, then I've got to go live in, I don't know, Alabama. So you're just, you're moving your, but normally wives and kids understand what that job is like. And there's, there's a lot of that anyway. So yeah, I don't think that that's going to deter anything. I mean, Florida's, obviously what it is there's a lot of people that would come here in a heartbeat
16: well that's good to know i mean yeah you because know, um, the, like their success last year next year is going to be largely dependent on getting this defense turned around sure. they've got to get the right guy and they sure. got to get somebody who can recruit um and so I, you know i'm curious to see where they'll go with that um and then on a totally different note did I read earlier Florida is a 10-point favorite against Mizzou?
2: Well, they opened as a 10. Now they're <laughs> down to seven, I think. Okay. Yeah, but it opened yeah. as a 10, which okay. I don't get at all.
16: Yeah, I thought that was crazy. I will
2: tell you, I ain't, <laughs> I ain't picking them. <laughs> yeah.
16: Now, I forgot. Are they at home? Or they, they're it's a- in Missouri.
9: Right?
2: Yeah. Although it's not going to be that cold, Jeff. Yeah, I, I that's at least good. You're not going to be that bad. Although you, you get to fly into uh, St. Louis. St. Louis
16: um Okay, well, um just want to get your thoughts on that. Appreciate it. Go All right. Laters.
1: Thank you, Thomas. Appreciate it. Let's snag our final break and come back and seal the deal on the first hour of the tailgate.
0: Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98 1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
3: Good afternoon, I'm Ava Krivosh. Starting off in local sports, Gators senior defensive lineman Zachary Carter has accepted his invitation to the NCAA Senior Bowl. Carter will have a week of practices and an all-star game watched by NFL scouts as he prepares for the upcoming NFL draft. Gators football travels to Missouri to face the Tigers for an afternoon kickoff on Saturday. Continuing with Gators sports, the 20th-ranked Florida volleyball team will host Auburn tomorrow evening. Florida is currently 11-2 in the SEC and holds third place in the conference. In Gators women's basketball news, Kiara Smith was named to the preseason WNIT All-Tournament team following Monday's victory over Walford. Smith led the team in points, rebounds, and assists. The Gators will host Grambling State on Friday night. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ava Krivosh.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF.
1: Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. There are so many great Gator fans out there that show up on Saturdays they are losing their voices and making sure they do what they can to help the boys get a W. The Gator Collective was established as a way to create opportunities for Gator players in any sport and give you, the fans, exclusive content that nobody else can get. Something special is happening, and this is a chance for you to be a part of it. Check out everything you need to know and unite yourself with some of the best student-athletes there are. Log on today to thegatorcollective.com and start making a difference in Gator Nation. There's a ton of great benefits to living out in the country, the space, the stars, the farm animals, and the ability to swim naked when need be. But the one thing that I found out that's not cool, when the septic stops, then there's a wee bit of a problem. Thankfully, I was able to call Newsome Well and Septic, and I was saved. This family owned and operated business is the best, whether it's commercial or residential. They do well drilling, pump repair, pump outs, drain fields, septics, and they're available 24 7 if need be. Kyle and Josh Myers have been at it for as long as Dooley's been writing. So if your toilet don't swallow, give him a holler. Newsome, Well and Septic, remember the name because you'll certainly remember the results.
19: Don't be a turkey this Thanksgiving and make your family and friends watch your old TV. Let the pros at Electronics World get you ready for the parades and football games with a new Sony TV or a home theater room with enhanced sound and seating to optimize the viewing experience for you and your holiday guests. For less than you might think, from design to installation, you can count on the pros at EW. To find out more, visit Electronics World in Gainesville
17: or online at electronicsworld.net. You know International Diamond Center is the best place to buy diamonds and find jewelry. But did you also know IDC will
20: buy from you diamonds, heirloom jewelry, estate jewelry, Swiss watches, coins? Don't be afraid to come in and get a price on something that maybe it's an heirloom that you want to sell or you're just checking to see the price.
17: IDC owner Keith LeClaire has a vast network of collectors and buyers around the world, so IDC can always find a market for your jewelry.
20: We always pay a very strong price to buy. There's a resale market that's there and we pay top dollar for top merchandise. We have people all over the world that we sell to. So some collectors are going to pay way more than any consumer is going to pay. We'll give you the best possible price, no games played, and you'll get the check or the cash, whatever one you want. Let IDC appraise what's in your jewelry box. You might get a pleasant surprise. Sometimes they come in, they have no idea what's there, and then all of a sudden they walk out with a $28,000 check. International Diamond Center,
17: online at ShopIDC.com. Southern Sports
0: Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app.
15: This is University of Florida President
6: Kent Fox, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo at Dooley right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, with the RUF, and anywhere in the world. Hi! Right. On the WRUF Radio podcast. Thanks, Dr. Fox.
2: Yeah, please do not interrupt President of the I University. will
1: never. He, uh, he stopped by The Tailgate. Did the, he? Uh, the pregame show the other day. I said hi to him. I said, Your voice sounds great, way better than Dooley's on the oh, show. To have him on. And he appreciates it. Let's get uh, Steve to wrap up the hour. Hey, Steve, what's up?
21: Hey, nothing much, guys. How are you on this beautiful afternoon? Beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful afternoon. Hey, that guy Mike that called a while ago, I, I don't know. I'd like to have some of the drugs that he does because he's, he's talking like he's real high. Every time the Miami job comes open, there's nothing but a, uh, a chorus of everybody chiming in about how bad that job is. They don't have any facilities. Yep. They don't have an on-campus stadium. They haven't had an on-campus stadium since Schnellenberger and Ron Fraser tried to get one back in the nineteen eighties, and and they never get one, and they're not going to get one now because they don't have any room on the campus anymore. No, right.
2: again, I I, you know, I looked it up. I was just curious. Um, Kiffin actually makes more money now than Manny Diaz, so you know. Again, they would pay Kiffin to come down there, but I don't know. I don't. I just don't see the point of it, of leaving what he has at Ole Miss. Kiffin is not going to leave Ole Miss
21: to go to Miami. Hell no. When he's got something, it looks like he's building something there at Ole Miss. You know, in a couple of years, maybe he could win the West one year. And if he could do that, then he could be gone to somewhere else.
2: Yeah, it did look like Dan Mullen was building something here, too. All right, we got to go, Steve. Thank you. We got a uh, special
1: person that has uh, walked in. We told you about Florida basketball and now the uh, expert of Florida basketball. Chris Harry will uh, be sitting in to kick off the second hour. So we'll talk hoops and many more things here on the tailgate. W.R.U.F.
0: Gainesville U251CG Gainesville From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios We are ESPN 981 FM, 850 The a.m. best new cars w- make 4- the best Q-M. used
9: cars That's why at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Our buyers search all over Florida For only the cleanest, later model Pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs And why you can feel confident Knowing you're getting a safe, reliable vehicle Backed by a local, reputable, hands-on dealer Visit Davis Gainesville Chevy today And shop the area's largest pre-owned selection nearly every bacon model and with prices starting at just 99.95 everyone must pass a rigorous 170 point inspection many come with remaining factory warranties and all are backed by davis's three-day love it or bring it back guarantee even dozens of gm certified pre-owned vehicles are available with better than new car warranties plus davis Gainesville chevy has finance plans for everyone so why pay the difference if you can't tell the difference get a fully inspected like new car or truck today for a fraction of the new car price at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, North Main Street, online at GainesvilleChevy.com. See dealer for complete details.
6: There's a brighter way to bank at Radiant Credit Union, like with their home equity line of credit that includes a credit card, so accessing your money is as simple as a tap. No checks, no complicated transfers. It's just easy access whenever and wherever you need. Applying online is easy, too, and your loan approval is quick with our local team. Plus, Radiant offers a great low introductory rate, so you'll keep more of your money for your next big project. Now, whether you're looking to make home improvements, paying down high-interest credit card debt, or a down payment on a vacation home, your home equity line of credit is ready when you are. Radiant puts your home equity in your hand so you can plan smarter, access easier, and enjoy longer. There's a brighter way to bank. It's at Radiant Credit Union with the home equity line of credit. Visit RadiantCU.org slash HELOC for details. That's RadiantCU.org slash HELOC for details. Radiant is federally insured by the NCUA. Nobody likes getting hurt, going to the
1: doctor and dealing with all the stuff involved with trying to get better, but if you do happen to have a slip and fall, don't worry about it at all. The tremendous staff at Titan MRI is ready to find out what you need to do to get all fixed up. The winners of the Best of the Best Contest in Gainesville, staffers at Titan MRI have more than 20 years of experience of making you feel comfortable during an MRI. The only locally owned and operated MRI center in town knows how crucial it is to get back to every Day life so they've made it as easy as possible to get into their office just as easy as it was to score on Florida State's football team the last few years and speaking of scoring all Blue Cross and Blue Shield members just got a gift to start off the new year they heard how many people wanted to get in and see Joe and the crew at Titan MRI they made sure to add them to their network with offices in Gainesville and now Lake City there's an office near you so it's up to you tell your doctor you want to get to feeling better from the absolute best Titan MRI
10: This is Florida Gator Jeffrey Meldon and if you want free tickets to any UF sporting event there's only one place to score them. Meldon Law is the only official personal injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators and we're giving away tickets to all the games. Just go to MeldonLaw.com or visit Meldon Law's Facebook page to enter for your chance to see a game down where the old Gators play.
6: This program is paid for by Talking Reds LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set, we're all sound action.
0: You can be part of the show by calling 392 Talk. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardozo UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot, and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. All
1: right, we begin the second hour as we get after it. For the first time this week, we were not on the air Friday and Monday due to women's basketball, but now we're going to talk some men's basketball. That is Chris Harry. You know him from writing at floridagators.com. has graced us with his presence in studio. And our Facebook Live audience has just probably increased by about seven or eight because his beautiful face is in here. <laughs> What's up, Christopher? How are you? How are were
4: you, were you at practice today? I just left practice.
1: How'd, my... they, how'd they look?
4: Um, Excited? Got a little bit of flu bug still working.
2: Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa what do we got? No,
1: just talk more oh, into sorry. it. You're, you're yeah, pulling got... the duels on me.
4: Uh, got a little bit of a flu bug, still working over there, and um, haven't uh, haven't said it. They had they had yesterday off, so the the theme of the theme of this is you know hopefully the 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 team is celebrated. It's time it's time to move on. I mean, second game of the season, that was a hell of a win. Sure, as good as any win in the country, maybe this year, with the exception of maybe Duke beating Kentucky or Kansas beating Michigan State or something like that. But talk about a a a, a nice. Uh, win, just think about that because I, 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 I asked uh, a couple of the guys I mean, with COVID last year, there were a couple good wins or whatever uh, obviously the best one was on the road at West Virginia, but the year before they came back and beat, I believe uh, Alabama, I remember they were down like, I want to say 22, and Georgia down 21, came back, oh, yeah. those teams that were supposed to win, they were supposed to win those games when's the last time they had a win like this in an environment like this um it's 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 it, to me maybe maybe the Auburn game a couple of years ago when they trudged yeah. Auburn when they were number 4 uh or it was early in they the ATS season too, yeah. but I mean this was big because the FSU uh for whatever reason the FSU game um has a lot to do with what the, how the narrative starts in the basketball season sure. and and has since Mike's been here when you consider he hadn't he hadn't beaten them he was he was only yeah. six against them so to come out and have that kind of performance and to play that physical and play that aggressive um and just to win the game and finish the game and no drama at the end of the game. Uh just to, it, it was really a a, a, a tremendous feel good afternoon on Sat on Sunday, rather.
2: I was actually on the phone with my oldest daughter Jennifer. Mm-hmm. She was wishing me happy birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, Happy birthday, Pat. Yeah, thank you. And um and, and I'm watching the but I've got the games on. So mm-hmm. it's it's eight minutes to go and I'm like God wishes. And you're up c- like Again, Twelve or so, but well, no, they okay. So when when did the run start? Started with just uh just inside eleven. Eleven. Okay, so it was around ten minutes ago, and I'm like, God, ah. and then all of a sudden I just went. I'm looking at I'm looking at the time. I go,
6: Holy crap! What happened, right?
2: Florida's going to win this game by a lot. Mm-hmm. Not only win the game, I was blown away. But I, the whole game, I was saying what Leonard Hamilton said at the end: "They out Florida State of Florida State." Mm-hmm. And I know Mike said, "Well, I don't know how to take that." I, you know we're. We're trying to do our own thing here. We all know
4: what it. We all know what it. But meant. we know what it right. meant. That's yeah. right. That's right. And and when you think of uh, the Florida State games, so let's just go with the last four. They've all been double digits. It was an average of 15.5 points per margin. Uh, a couple years ago, Florida was feeling awfully good about themselves after a performance out in Portland at the PK-80 Uh they blew a big lead out there, if you call, against number one Duke. If they had yeah. beaten Duke, I think there were five. when they. If they had beaten Duke, they would have come back number one. Florida State came in. You and I were in New York for Spurrier's Hall of Fame right, that night. Right. If, 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 I mean, Florida State came in and, and from the get-go Trashed just smashed it. them. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then the next year, I think it was, it was the Nemhard Noah Locke, and Keontae Johnson uh, class, uh, the senior season for K- Kayvon Allen in his first game his senior year didn't score. Up there in 25 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, then, then last year, I think the next year was the Carry Blackshear year, uh, high expectations, six ranked team, um, only scored I think 51 points in that game, if I'm not mistaken. And then last year was just, the, of course, the Keontae Chiant- game. So um, it just it, it just hadn't gone well. And since and it was so early in the season that you're almost playing from behind on this narrative. Well, now there's some positivity. Now, can you maintain that positivity, and can you build on it with these guys? And I think this is a different animal because you're talking about a different set of 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 DNA. You got a different set of yeah. DNA with these guys because uh, they're not going to lose any hunger because they've never sensed it before because they've been at bad places. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Myron, and they're older. It's an older team. So yep. It's an older team, but they haven't had that kind of success. I was talking to, Mark, to Myron Jones. He had a couple. He had a couple nice wins at Penn State. But, I mean, they were ranked one time when he was there. So that environment, that kind of thing, I mean, th- this is this is special to them, and and, and, and and they want to make it last a little bit, obviously.
1: Well, and I, I think what's really cool about this, and obviously there's a long season, but we didn't know how to take this team because when you're bringing in a whole bunch of different right. guys, you don't know That's right. are, are they going to mesh with each other. But the, the coolest part has been how Mike and the rest of the staff has been able to get them to play unselfishly and – yeah, the the fight. I know a couple of those guys were like defensive player of the years in their conference coming in, so That's they right. have that in them. And and the the shots will eventually fall, but just the way they distribute the basketball, the way they're diving on the floor at certain times, it's it's really neat to see early on. So obviously Mike did something, but he also got the right kind of people here.
4: Yeah, and uh to your point, they I don't think this is a great uh shooting team. No. But they are moving the basketball really, really well right now. It's a different kind of thing than the stuff that kind of starts uh, high above the key, kind of dribble and kind of wait for things to happen. They are they are moving it. They're rever- they're reversing it. If there's extra pass. There's an extra pass to the extra pass, um, and that's I, I, I was watching a sequence in in. in in practice today, where um, I think it was, it was either it was either Flan or it, it might have even been Tune, and he he made he made a play, and I still can't say his name yet. Tang th- th- Tech I got, it? got I tech. yes, I yeah. just but know, I mean, but, but it was just a it was he was playing harder than somebody else, and and the, one of their themes is motors win, motors win, motors always win, and and it, it, you know you haven't seen that all the time around here. And if these guys, like I said, they're hungry and they haven't won at a, uh, they haven't succeeded at a high rate by any stretch of match, It's not one of these new transfers. I don't think has played in an NCAA tournament game. Wow. So that's, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, and there's, a, and there's a carrot dangling yeah, out yeah. there that they can, uh, that they can keep shape. Ch- you can know, can who's chasing. hungry is Tyree Apple because he puked during the game. So he, did. he He's probably still hungry. And he ran right past, ran into the thing, and <laughs> came out at, and uh, uh, the next dead ball, he was back in the game. Uh,
2: that which, which again, I mean. I don't want to get into the whole football-basketball thing. I'm not even going to get into that with the flu, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you talked about the Duke game. That was the day before. I think I'm right about this. The day before. about Duke three years ago or whatever. Dan Mullen was introduced the next day as Florida's uh, new football that's right. coach. That's right. That's right. Cause, and I remember this. And I, I never will forget this. Sam Kavaris was there. And he walked up to me and goes, because they had just played that game against Duke, and even though they lost, they were so impressive at times. And he said, Florida's going to be in the final four, aren't they? And then the obviously the no, no they weren't, they and weren't. they weren't they even weren't. close. I mean, they weren't. Uh, and that mean, the wh-
4: team they played after Florida State, Loyola Chicago, that that's they were right. in the final four. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> they were. That's who it was. That's yeah. what we meant. That's what we meant by that. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: But I mean, that's the thing I'm waiting to see. I mean, even as soon as Thursday night, but it, it certainly is okay. How does this team handle prosperity? It hadn't always gone well. Well, let me give you some intel about
4: Thursday night's game. They play Wisconsin, Milwaukee, and. Um, they you know they, that looks like just another blip on the, on the schedule, but they have a uh or, or buy game, and it is, but when they did the buy game agreement, they probably weren't uh, accounting for uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr. Now this guy was the number one high school player in the country a year ago, and he he did his ankle and only played two games last year, still made mcdonald 's all american last year right. uh, was his finalists were Duke. Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, and Wisconsin, Milwaukee, and he decided to sign with the team's dad coaches. So here is a six ten shooter a uh, potential lottery pick who's coming in for this game. So I think you know just watching We're some of the to, tape of well him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's 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 you know you you got their attention now. So this isn't just this game yeah. coming up. This is a this is a player who's going to be in the NBA who's who's going to come in and he's going to want to beat Florida. Obviously. They got Vin so, Baker's kid too. That, yeah, they got Vin Baker's kid also. Vin Baker's kid isn't as good as Vin Baker. Uh, but they do have a couple <laughs> other players, you know, and they they you know they're a uh, horizon league middle of the pack team. This guy's got the the coach doesn't have a great record there, but he has a great player now. And uh, you know, his team just say, "Dad, I've decided to play for you." I'm just so like, "Thank you, son." Yes, you just, very... saved, my, you just saved my job. For <laughs> right.
1: You did. We've got uh, Chris Harry here <laughs> in studio talking some uh, some Gator basketball. So if you want to talk about that, you can. And he is uh, obviously very knowledgeable on the football side too. So you can. Uh, pop in a question there but mainly basketball stuff we'll uh, we'll get chris for for another segment before we uh we take a break like are are we able to after a couple of games like know what type of team this is going to be or are they still we we still trying to figure that out or are we or we know okay they're they're going to play that high motor team or you know they're going to constantly be able to, to pass the basketball and like uh, I, I, is it I seen
4: I, yet? I kinda think that's been the preview because that's kinda what they did if you, you just roll in the embry the Embry Riddle uh exhibition game too. But I think what you're seeing more is a little pick up full court a little more. They're playing a little more two two one. Um, kind of just to get try to get the team to, to take a little time to bring the ball up. That was kind of his calling card at Louisiana Tech. And I think there's a lot of fans who said, how come he's not playing like he did at Louisiana Tech? Well, maybe now he is. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, there's some conceptual things they're doing offensively, which I think is, are manifesting themselves that you can see in terms of ball movement. But there's some more subtle things on defense that I think Florida State wasn't expecting. And, I mean, they only scored 55 points in the game. Florida State is is, is a good basketball no team. Uh, they are a large basketball team, an athletic basketball team, and they came in with an identity, and Florida took their identity away from them. So uh, they know they can do that with a team as good as FSU. Uh, just keep it going, man. And the one thing I would say that this team needs to do, they need to find some depth because in that game, if you look at the starters, I want to say 36 minutes, 36 minutes, 33 minutes, 32 minutes and 29 minutes. And then Flan Fleming came off the bench, and I was at shoot-around earlier in the day. He was sitting up in the bleachers, hoodie over his head, mask on. He was he was up all night with the flu, and they stuck some IVs in him, and he had a hell of a game just off the bench. you know. Whether, But he is going to be a really good player. He hadn't been healthy yet. Besides the flu, he had a groin injury. He went like two weeks without having any kind of practice, uh, substanti- substantial practicing. Um, so, yeah, I'll wait a little time for him. He'll come around. I think C.J. Felder only played two minutes the other day. He's the uh, forward from Boston College. Uh, he was second in the ACC in block shots last year. He's a defender. He come. He you know he's he's going to be a good player. He just didn't get a, very much of a chance because they they liked how they were playing the other day in that game. And uh, who's to say that you should have broken up that uh, yeah, combination at that. the time? I, right.
2: And I wondered uh, if that kind of was an indicator of how big that game was for Mike. Not only the Keontae part of it, yep. which obviously was very yep. emotional. Yep, but. He needed to get that monkey off his back.
4: He did, and, and you know he got pelted with that question, and it's a, it's it's obviously a, a, a fair question from the fan standpoint. That's a big game, man. Uh, Le- Leonard Hamilton, I think, uh, uh, when he, you know when Mike White got here, Leonard Hamilton, I think, was th- three games under, four games under, five hundred against the Gators. Now you know he came into in that game eleven and eight. Now he's yeah. eleven and nine, and he has done a great job, kind of taking over the state since Billy left. But that was a st- that, was a, that was a message sent in that game that you know Florida can still play basketball Florida's still in the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. uh, Florida you know've you know, d- we've, done, we've done things okay, and Mike White has a handle on what 20 b- college basketball is in 2021 and it's the transfer portal and it, you know you want to mix it in you want you want to get some high school guys they just signed a pretty damn good class last week, a couple freshmen bigs uh, one who may be very well probably be in mcdonald's all american but um you know, but it's, it, it's on to Wisconsin-Milwaukee, and the celebration of Florida State, uh, hopefully from their standpoint, is over.
1: All right, well, it's not over yet, but we do have to take a break. <laughs> so we will uh, come back and continue the conversation, Three nine two eight two five five. if you want to join us here on the tailgate.
0: Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
8: Good afternoon. I'm Paulina Castro. And Florida Gator football news senior defensive lineman Zachary Carter has accepted his invitation to the NCAA Senior Bowl. The Florida Gators volleyball team will host Auburn tomorrow night. The Gators are looking for a win. Redshirt senior Tara Caesar was named this week's Sports Sports ABCA Division 1 Player of the Week. Florida is currently ranked third in the conference. And Florida women's basketball news veteran Kiara Smith was named the preseason WNIT all tournament team. Smith led Florida in points, assists, and steals over the weekend in Raleigh. Santa Fe's basketball team travels to Pasco-Hernando State College tonight and hopes for a win. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Paulina Castro.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
1: Gentlemen, listen up. Your lady is letting you watch football, go to tailgates and hang out with your buddies every weekend this time of year. So you need to show her some thanks with something that'll make her smile. And what's better than jewelry? Oaks Jewelry is the place that'll create that smile with her amazing selection of diamond studs in every price range. They'll look amazing on game day with her Gator tee and jeans or how about date night paired up with that little black dress. Now show her you're a stud and get that special something just because. Oaks Jewelry, making North Central Florida smile for more than 30 years. This is Florida Gator Jeff Cardozo, and I'm with the University of Florida's only official personal injury law firm partner, Jeffrey Meldon of Melden Law. Jeffrey, I hear you are the go-to place so, for free theory. tickets to in Gator theory. Athletic Games.
10: That's right, Jeff. That. Meldon Law is the place to score tickets. To all the no, Gator games, no, have to have to run go run to meldenlaw.com or visit free. our yeah. Facebook page right. to enter so our contest and you they they could win tickets to an upcoming game. And then
1: they you buy. heard it here, Gator so fans. Go to meldenlaw.com meldenlaw. or the Melden Facebook page for your chance to see a game down where the old Gators play. So if you bleed orange and blue, Melden Law is the firm for you.
11: To some that may just sound like ice hitting heavy-duty plastic, but to a Bud Light legend, it's a signal that says it's time. Time to dust off the barbecue tongs and load up the cooler with 37 Bud Lights and an assortment of dips. Because it's time to take back all the fun we've missed. Welcome back, Bud Light legends. Let's take summer by the coolers. Cooler up at BudLightLegends.com. Enjoy responsibly 2021 AB Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri.
0: The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more of The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online. At WRUF.com.
2: Yeah, they call him the guitar man. Steve Miller. Yeah, he's a guitar man.
1: Guitar. We got a uh a workout fiend here with us. Bike rider,
2: jogger.
4: Shit. <laughs> <me>. Well, writer <laughs> thick. I got a fake
2: knee, man. I can't jog anymore. You can't? No. Oh, I thought he was talking about me. Oh, oh. oh <laughs> yeah. No, he's definitely not talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> not a jogger. I'm not or a jogging. just a, a
1: speed two, <laughs> walker. Two
2: fake knees. <laughs> All so right. Between, his, is, between us, between us, there's only two good knees here, and I'm not sure how good yours are. Yeah, I've
1: got a meniscus issue on one of mine. <laughs> there you go. I just haven't had it fixed yet. So,
2: so your left is, is right. My right knee's bad. My left yeah, is good. Yeah, but your left knee's good, my left knee's, and yeah. you probably have one good. But so two. Two, we'll make two, two good knees between all the three of us. To say my left knee is, is good is, I don't know. <laughs> like well, that, you couldn't do, do a Kadarius Tony move on it. I could no, not do probably, Or an not. Anthony Richardson yeah, dance move. Would, no. <laughs> That's more <laughs> topical.
1: That's right. All right, that is Chris Harry. He is into to talk some Florida hoops, but we'll, uh, we'll take all questions, and let's get uh, Rick to join us next. Hey, Rick, welcome. Hey.
22: Good afternoon, fellas. Chris? Hello, Good to Rick. see you, man. Uh, been following you for a long time. Great job, you and Dooley doing what you do up there at the Gainesville Sun. Uh, too bad your sandwich there with Cardozo, but we'll let that slide today. Uh Gator basketball, yes, sir. Talking, I, I watched the games Sunday, and uh you know the difference is it looks like you got some dudes now that aren't going to quit and going to keep working and grinding and, mm-hmm. and, and just keep playing no matter what the score is. They, they kept playing. When they got up, they kept playing. They kept fighting. Sure McKissick, Fleming, Derougey, right. Castleton. Castleton's got some help now. He's got some dudes that want to play some defense and don't hang their head It seemed like they were real aggressive all the way around. And uh, I agree they ain't going to make a lot of shots from the outside. But, hell, when you're strong and physical and can get to the rim, and make your free throws. You're you're going to be dangerous. That's right. That's Just right. And
4: yeah, yeah first In the first game of the year, uh, they 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 weren't very good at the free throw line, and I think they picked that up. And they they work on free throws a lot. Trust me, uh, in in practice, but. Um, Colin Castleton. I mean, I I, I could kind of say he 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 wasn't great in the uh, close scrimmage against North Carolina, and maybe got refocused a little bit, and and has come out has been pretty darn good. The uh, and and I know I know the coaches told him after in the uh, in the Elon game, you know, Colin, you got to get more than five rebounds against Elon, and he comes out against Florida State and gets sixteen. So uh, he is a um, he he's a good, he's a good listener and he's coachable. And uh, I tell you what, he's he he he's going to be a, a major factor in the Southeastern Conference this season. And it's good to see him get off to a good start. And, and to your point, and to your point, in terms of being hungry and 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 all that stuff, you know, that's what if you're a defensive player of the year, that's that's what you are. You know, every possession is its own possession. It doesn't matter what the score is. Um, Brandon McKissick is very much like that. He wants to rip your eyes off your face. And uh, oh yeah, and, and, and I tell you what, I, and like I said, I, I think I said this in the first segment. You haven't seen Flan Fleming um, uh, healthy yet. He needs to get healthy. He needs to shake the flu. He needs his body to kind of just maybe maybe another week or so, hopefully maybe in time for this uh, tournament that they're going to be playing in Fort Myers starting Monday.
22: It was a hell of a move he made to the basket on that one That's drive. Right. I was like, dang. And for him to be sick and make that move, that was impressive. That's right. And one more thing. Yep. Um, on the defensive line, defensive coordinator search for Florida, Alligator Army has an excellent article. They got some people from the Sabin tree, young guys that are good. They're great in stats. They got some guys from the Wisconsin defensive tree that have got really good points per game, yards per game, and really good stats. It's a very insightful article. Maybe when Pat gets a chance, he can check it out. But they have some names that are really good, and you could probably get the young guys and pay them a little bit more money and get them from lesser jobs and get them to Gainesville and I think if he can get a good defensive coordinator, he can focus back on the offense because I think that's really taken away from Dan's offensive uh, game time is all the defensive struggles. And we got to get the special teams better. I'll hang up and listen, and God bless, and thank you guys for doing what you do. Appreciate you.
2: This is the only place in America where you can score 70 points and your offense get criticized. <laughs> I will, I, you have to admit that. This is the only place in America where that can happen. But
1: – First time he's ever done it at Florida, sixty-three was the previous high.
2: Yeah, twice. Okay. but I mean, I, I you know,
1: last time he scored seventy. I don't
2: know that. I'm a, personally, I'm not going to go read 08. Alligator <laughs> Army, but uh, but I, I just don't. You know, I mean, you can <laughs> yeah, throw they, they any names it. against the wall, yeah, from, and 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 track down. Who. But
1: I, I think whatever name it is has to be somebody that can get guys here, recruiting wise. And can relate to them and get players. Here. It
2: is possible to have a guy who is a good coach and a good recruiter. Sure, no doubt. It's not out of the realm of possibility, but it almost seems like, I don't know, if they've either had guys that can really coach or guys that. Well, let me can ask you really this: is really Will champ, a good defensive coordinator and a good recruiter? Yeah, yeah. he's both. He was, but he checked both boxes, right? Yeah. yeah, he ain't coming back.
4: No, I'm just I'm <laughs> just saying. Think Charlie Strong. It's,
2: it's doable. Charlie Strong would come back. Right. Right.
4: Right. I want to thank who was that last caller?
1: Rick. Uh, Rick.
4: I want to thank Rick for putting me on the Gainesville Sun payroll. Hopefully, Me too. Well, the pension will come through when my I get my Social Security. file. Be sweet.
1: Yeah, I'm
2: not on it anymore. <laughs> thank I you. I was Rick. on it for a while, a long time.
1: Let's see what Jack's got to say. Hey, Jack, what's up?
23: Hey guys, sorry I can't call in. Now you guys are more popular than Howard Stern in New York, man. Sorry. True.
2: <laughs> yeah, we don't uh, have any Chris, naked nice women in here eating sausage.
23: Yeah, I tell you what, as uh, Coach Burr said, got a couple of the media boys back together today, huh? Yeah,
4: yeah, he like <laughs> right. we we are two of his three yeah. favorite media boys, I think, if yeah.
2: I'm not mistaken. I would I would agree with that. Media yeah, boys, sure. the media boys. Yeah.
4: So, uh,
23: yeah, I mean, the Gator basketball team they've got they've got just uh, again just some beast up there that like like you said, Chris, they're grown men and not crybabies, and I think it's a good mix. I think that uh, again, but the great thing with basketball is you can bring one or two guys in. With football, we need like sixty guys in next <laughs> yeah. next year. Um you know, and, and the thing is, is is that Mike White's known for as being a pretty good recruiter. He's recruited some talent to Florida. And the thing, the problem is the reason why our football program and everybody keeps saying it, we're gonna build this shiny new building over there. But when you're when your wide receiver coach and your defensive line coach, your running back coach and certain other coaches don't call recruits back, I don't care I don't care if you got the Taj Mahal sitting in Gainesville, you're not gonna get any recruits because Dan the, the the whole recruiting office is just a mess. Uh, it's a mess. And, and, and I, again, I remember. I remember. Uh, do you do you work you know, in that office? Was,
2: I'm just curious.
23: No, I'm just saying I'd, I'd love to go recruit for Florida. It's a great sell.
2: Well, they I mean, they had sale, a,
23: but I, but
2: saying, They they brought some players in here, not. I mean, they haven't yeah, all been but bad I mean, players.
23: Look, but, but Pat, the biggest problem right now we have right now is uh, is, is it's a line of scrimmage league. We have bad lines of scrimmage. The Heavyside Project. Let's recruit two and three star guys, and I can have them ready for their sixth or seventh year if we get a COVID year.
2: Seventy points. And the
23: defensive line. Yeah, I'm joking, but I mean, you know. And then we're not out in high schools. I talk. I know a couple of high school coaches. I mean, I remember Dwight Adams was there in, in front of the Beach every year. I mean, if you remember Dwight Adams, he was a he was. A, I knew just, him very well. Yeah, he was a, just a great guy, man's man, terrific, just a great great dude. And uh, but again, but you know you, we don't recruit Aries anymore. We got we got the, we got the quarterback coach recruiting a a defensive end that that flipped to Georgia. I mean things are there's some there's some dysfunctionality going on in our recruiting office. Again, recruiting is like living. You got to recruit twenty four three sixty five, and we don't do that. And he hasn't done that. I talked to my buddy Max Howe. You probably guys know that was up oh, here at Six Eighty Fan Atlanta. Yep. And and you know Max was on um, was uh, recruiting also Bobby Bowden he was on Billy Brewer's staff and I mean if you go back and look at Dan's history in the SEC he hit he hit the JUCOs really hard and we can't do that at Florida we've got to get there's enough talent to not drop off back in the state of Florida but again I, I, I'm not worried about Dan's offense uh, again that, this past weekend hey we won it, it it's a win but I'm just telling you guys if he does not get rid of Knox and get rid of Billy and get rid of David Turner and get some hungry guys in here. Hey, if Charlie's the answer, bring Charlie. in. I've known Charlie for I've known I've known Charlie since he was coming out of uh, Pat O'Brien's in 1989 before Galen retired. And I will I'll leave that as it is. Uh, but that's that was the Friday night for the for the game over there when when that the, after that. It was Arden Szeski made the kick, I think, Pat. That's right. And well, he, they
2: said he made it. I still don't think he made it. but. Uh. <laughs> well, I
23: mean, I was there. I was at the game. I was pretty hammered. But, yeah, I'm just saying, though, I mean.
2: You saw two saw, four, four goal posts?
23: <laughs> uh, no, I saw, yeah, two on each side. My eyes were, like, flipped out like one of those one of the aliens from Star Wars. But, hey, Chris, thanks for the work. It's just good to have you on here. And uh, maybe Coach Burr
4: call in right now. But, hey, guys,
23: love right. the show. Yeah, I good call stuff, you. Jack. I Thank you, Jack. Call in. Thank thanks, you.
4: Thanks, Howard. What was Charlie doing in Pat O'Brien the night before the game? I don't know.
2: I, I, I think he actually was a grad assistant. He still would have been with the team. right? Of course, he also knew Galen was going to get fired the next day.
1: Yeah, just sneaking away. Let's get uh, Dave to join us next. Dave, welcome.
14: Hey, guys. Uh, a couple of things. I uh, I don't want to criticize the last caller, but, but just say we are from incredibly different planets, and he doesn't work in the recruiting office. We've got some real talented people in there. And we are very, very severely underrated with regard to some of the recruits we got. We got two five-star running backs who can't pump up there. A year and a half ago, oh, we can't get Bowman. We should have lost Bowman. We got Bowman. You know, he, I think Coach has done a really good job in the portal. We've got some guys. I think our line is very underrated. Our, our rushing offense this year is a top-ten national rushing offense. Emory just broke a school record. And while he was on a decline, maybe he's got it picked back up, and he's going to get going again. I just completely disagree. You know, we went in and plucked Joshua Brown out of uh, off of Georgia's um, commit list. Um, what's his Kirby's rat poison stuff? We flew. He flew a helicopter into Live Oak High School. To, and and had Joshua, we stole him from Georgia. Don't buy that crap that people are running around. It becomes a moniker, and we're in this spiral associated with stuff. People hated Grantham so much. But let me ask you this, Chris. You study this stuff a lot with regards to uh, statistics and things. Who has a better defense if you just consider SEC games? Where's Florida ranked. Across the board, what do you guys say? Total defense in just SEC games, yeah. Defense, well, total defense.
2: Luckily, they had the Vanderbilt game.
14: Um, I don't care. They also had Georgia. They uh, also had Alabama. They also NBA had Kentucky, Kentucky. All pretty good teams, yeah. And a pretty good turned out to be a pretty good Tennessee team. So, where do they rank? I are don't know. They 16th, 14th? What do you guys think?
4: In the SEC, they can't be sixteen. No. are <laughs> only fourteen teams. <laughs> say middle, a, next middle year of the they so fifth, well, fifth or you sixth. Guys aren't going to answer.
2: Fifth or sixth? Don't,
14: you don't have time. Fifth Four. or sixth. Fourth, okay. Fourth. Okay. They're they They're above A&M. Okay. And they're above. But that's not
2: why he got fired. He got fired because they were getting worse, progressively and we worse. Were, and
14: okay. we're losing, and his name is third Grantham. It doesn't they, matter. I they we were, were getting worse.
2: They were okay, getting really right. bad.
14: South Carolina happened. I agree completely. So did LSU. However, I think that just sometimes things aren't what they see. I'm cheering like hell for C-Rob to get this job he had his first interview saturday and you can say he fell flat on his face in the first half and you know he's all jacked up a couple days before kids are going to you play more can definitely than say guys. that you definitely can say that and i might have to agree he fell on his face in his first half interview however was record setting his kids, his kids did not quit on him they went in there coach Bowen said stay calm go out and have some fun let's play play your game they adjusted and if you're, if you're looking at the game, Pat, you weren't at the game, but if you're looking from uh, up a, a little ways, you could see that our DBs pulled up on those guys. They played a much tighter. They started playing for the ball more. They got a pick. It was an entirely different uh, look for Coach Rob. And I'm cheering for him this weekend to get better yet in his second interview, and then he'll have a third one after that. Sometimes the grass is greener outside. I hope we get a good look there. And I'm cheering for the guy. He's one of ours. As long as he's one of ours, I'm cheering for him. I want to shift over to uh, basketball real quick, guys. I know you're out of time, but Chris, I got all day. Basketball, basketball mm-hmm. is great, and I live in Tallahassee. Okay. so getting that monkey off of my back, with <laughs> congratulations. All my college was a huge deal, and I love the look of the team against them. I, it, the jury's out, but they had they had a lot of grit. They had a lot of energy. They had a lot of fight. And, you know, when when uh, other teams that we've seen under in the last years, we've seen when they've got that big league, they, they could not put the foot on the throat and crush them. They crushed their guts out ripped did. their hearts out. You're right. It was a beautiful sight to see. <laughs> I hope they can bring it back and follow up. And, you know, it, it's a pretty good thing. We got a, a Gator who's the rookie of the year. Uh, there's some good things on. I can't wait for Scott to come out. I wish he could tell his side of the story more on um, women's basketball. But I do understand. I don't think are going to get ram- that. <laughs> there's, there's legal ramifications there. But there are two sides to that. I'm not saying everything's right. I'm not saying that change didn't need to be made. But golly gee, it is, I think in my mind, a bit overblown. And we got to go on and certainly not deserving of the worst of of uh, of, of the kind of things that I'm reading people say about one of the better athletic directors in the country, I think. Well, that was a mouthful. Guys, I went fast because I know you're at the end of the half hour and stuff, but thanks for listening to me. Any thoughts in in response?
4: Uh, Not a whole lot. I mean, I'm I'm sure you enjoyed your Sunday night if you were up in Tallahassee after that basketball game. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I want to give a lot of
2: credit to the Rowdy Reptiles because Kelsey said that it was one of the greatest – and I never thought. I mean, she's been to a lot of games as a mm-hmm. as a rowdy. Mm-hmm. She thought it was mm-hmm. one of the greatest atmospheres she's ever been a part well, of. she
4: t- – uh, our, our caller talked about the, the the grid and what and what have you. And I, th- I think there's some diversification uh, potential with this uh, with th- with this team. A couple times they went small ball with Anthony DiRusso uh, playing playing the center position, yeah. and he was playing that center position and guarding that middle when he made that steal and w- and went down the court. And he's he's just playing at a, at a different kind of level right now. Last year he didn't have a very good year, just candidly. But I think going into the season, he had COVID, and then they basically said you have to take Keontae Johnson's place. And right. I think he had to figure some things out uh, um, along the way. That was a lot put on his shoulders coming out of an a off season that wasn't particularly healthy. But he's healthy now. He's married. He got married in the off season. He has a, a, a peaceful kind of. Um, He's comfortable in his own skin, and he's got this. Piece, graduated a, too, right? He graduated. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's got a piece about him that's. He, he's just a different kind of guy, and he's a, he's an old soul in that locker room. And and they got they got several. Of those. They got some old dogs in there. They got some old souls in there, and they got some some pretty good chemistry, and they like each other. This this week, if you can, or Thursday, watch the bench. Mm-hmm. How happy the bench is for these guys. And I'm talking about the guys that aren't playing. Yeah. And there were a bunch of guys that didn't play in that game. We are talking right. about Coyce, Reeves. We are talking about Toon. You are talking about uh, uh, Nas Lane didn't play very much. Just look down the bench. It's a happy bunch, and they like each other, and there's something to be said for that. I didn't but
2: even know. Complete
1: opposite of what happens on this radio show every day.
2: <laughs> I didn't even know no, they I, had I'm a guy even, on their I, team I, named, I just got here. named Kennedy. <laughs> well, I, mean, I was like, I was like Kennedy. yeah, I was like,
17: Kennedy. Let me tell you about <laughs> it. Eli, go look Eli it up. Kennedy
4: should be in high school right now. Yeah. And uh he reclassified. They signed him over the summer and they stick him in because of foul trouble. The All guy right. takes the first shot of his college Boom. career as a three against Florida State in a tight game and nails it. I mean that that shows me a little bit of moxie and that guy's getting better every day. There's something to be said for him. Mm-hmm. He was he was the player of the year in the state of Virginia
2: as a junior. So um let's keep an eye on what happens with Eli Kennedy.
4: Not
1: too shabby. Let's get going. Well
2: and the other thing is as you know, uh, Chris, I mean this this league is loaded this year. It, it's really going to be interesting to see how they fare when we get going. But, I mean, this is when you kind of establish a lot of your resume for the NCAA tournament. Well, is that, there was, in,
4: well that was a huge net. Yeah, if that was huge. We talk about the NCAA yeah. valuation tool, getting those points yeah. for that. It was huge, and it, it'll, it'll, that'll stay with them down the line.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, see what uh, Lee's got go, for go us. Go
2: Seminoles the rest of the year. <laughs> hey,
18: Lee. <laughs> hey, how you doing? I just got a question. I'm going to jump off. Um. When's the last time a uh, Florida beat FSU in football and and basketball in the same year? I'm gonna go and get off the line. That's
4: an excellent. Question. All right, thank oh, you. Wow. I'm going 2012.
2: Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah they did. So they it was, did basketball it was,
4: it was, too. It was the 12-13 season. Um, they went up to uh to FSU. Um, and that was uh, Billy's. Uh, I want to say that it was the team Kenny Boyton senior the year here. before and the final four. I, I, I have a story about that. Did do we have time to tell a little? Yeah, you uh, Our bus pulls in there, and we go walking in there. And Chuck Walsh, and I know Pat knows Chuck yeah. Walsh. Uh, he's the uh, he's the Florida State um, guy. And Flo- I think Florida was probably right ranked in the I want to say maybe fourth, fifth, or sixth, or something like that. And last time they'd been in there that highly ranked, with the exception of the end of the championship season, I think. Um, they they cleared the court. Actually, I think they beat him uh, the year they they after they FSU they won the championship. Corey That's Brewer right. had mono, yeah. and they and they stormed the court. Yeah. Well, hey, Chuck Walsh comes up to uh to to Billy. I say, walking. Well, I just want you to know, Coach, we have an exit strategy for you. If we storm the court, you won't have to you won't have to deal with that. He goes, thank you very much. I appreciate that, <laughs> Chuck. Then he goes to locker room. They already said they're gonna come in. They already said they're gonna beat you. So they already got a plan to get you all the court. And I think uh, the score was uh, I want to say something like. 41 to 14, somewhere in the yeah. early, early in the early in the first <laughs> half of the game. So
2: that is awesome. Yeah, I do remember <laughs> that because I remember we were up there for an Urban Meyer press conference, I think. Um, no, it wouldn't have been Urban Meyer, no, it wouldn't have been Urban Meyer, no, been Urban Meyer yeah. But that, but they, they, no, in 07, yeah, it would have been Urban Meyer. Oh, when, 12. when they won, but we're,
4: I'm saying this 12 because, yeah, because yeah no, but I'm uh, just going back. to Will 07. went up there. Yeah. That was the Sugar Bowl year. Yeah. Will went up there, and uh, man, was Eric Manuel, was that the quarterback? FSU, e, EJ, EJ, EJ 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 the was the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's on ACC network now.
2: No, but I'm, uh, but that's that's the team they won. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going back to 0607 when they lost up there in Tallahassee, mm-hmm. and Corey. I remember Corey had the flu, and we were the, in. Yeah, we were yeah, doing yeah. an Urban yeah, press conference because, and, and we were kind of watching it on TV. and we We're like, what the hell is going on in this game? Uh, but that that was kind of stunning early in the season. But, mm-hmm. of course, they stormed the court like everybody did when they beat Florida that That's year. Right.
1: That's right. the way it was. You and tired of a yet, or, or you want to hang out? Well, I can hang a little. All off. right. He'll be here till 6, and we will take a break. Come back with more right after.
6: This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
1: Yes. Licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call 460 Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC one two four nine three eight four. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out, enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into a full pretty quickly if you don't stretch, or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. as gator athletics get going again in the fall we all hope to see them at the top of their game putting up points and getting lots of w's well in order to be their best they need lots of z's and the same can be said for everybody out there listening better sleep gets us in a better mood improves memory concentration and productivity and there's no one better in town at helping us get the best sleep possible than the sleep center superstores in gainesville for over a decade now, Brent and the crew have made their customers say, Woohoo! In fact, it's been more than 25,000 people that sleep better because of the Sleep Center Superstores in Gainesville, and you could be next. Their gigantic Labor Day sale has begun with savings of up to $800 on select adjustable mattresses with the finest materials and memory foam. Being better during the day starts with being better at night. So let the Sleep Center Superstores in Gainesville get you going. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, or online at gainesvillesleepcenter.com.
0: Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
8: Good afternoon. I'm Paulina Castro and Florida Gators football news. Senior defensive lineman Zachary Carter has accepted his invitation to the NCAA Senior Bowl. The Florida Gators volleyball team will host Auburn tomorrow night. The Gators are looking for a win. Redshirt senior, Tara Caesar was named this week's Sports Imports ABCA Division I Player of the Week. Florida is currently ranked third in the conference. And Florida women's basketball news, veteran Kiara Smith was named the preseason WNIT All-Tournament Team. Smith led Florida in points, assists, and steals over the weekend in Raleigh. Santa Fe's basketball team travels to Pasco, Hernando State College tonight and hopes for a win. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Paulina Castro.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF.
9: Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry.
8: I would say that not only because they're absolutely the best, that... They do pay attention and listen to each different patient and what their needs are, what their fears are, how they can help them through the, the different processes that you need to go through to have healthy teeth. And that's what's really important to me. It's the difference between night and day, just having the absolute best and know that that's what I have and um, I'm healthy. And I know that that's what I'm gonna be for the rest of my life, because this is my team for the rest of my life. It's terrific. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com.
6: BC Powder knows life pushes us to the max. Work to the max. Family to the max. It can all mean pain to the max. So BC introduces new BC Max strength. New BC Max relieves tough headaches and body pain at the speed of powder. Nothing stronger on pain without a prescription.
7: Pain to the max? New BC Max in a great tasting lemonade flavor.
20: The most important thing I learned from my father was work ethic and integrity. Never veer away from integrity, even if it costs you money.
17: International Diamond Center owner, Keith LeClaire.
20: The core value for IDC is to protect the customer.
17: That means offering the largest selection, uncompromising quality, the strongest warranties, and honest guidance from experts who are not paid on commission. The
20: other trait Keith picked
17: up from his father, a passion for competing, making sure IDC customers always get the best
20: price in the market on any purchase. There's one thing I love, is to be competitive, and I have never stopped. I hate to lose.
17: No Games, no nonsense, just the best values every day on
20: diamonds, engagement rings, and fashion jewelry. And that's what drives me every day. I work to have that inventory at the right price, 365 days a year. So when you come here, you're not getting schnooker. You're getting the right price on the right item all the time. Period.
17: International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Online shopidc.com.
0: From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues. Here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app.
1: All right, Dual Dozo and uh, Bozo. Can we call you a D word somehow?
2: <laughs> I hope not. I can think of one. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of two, actually. I'm not. For everyb- I'm I can for keep every- going. I'm not for everybody.
1: Chris Harry is uh, <laughs> with us to uh, wrap up the hour talking basketball, but anything is a fair game except for hockey. You like hockey? Uh,
4: I mean, I have one hockey team I Okay, take a wild guess. Capitals. Right. Yes. You have one I'm baseball con- team you are for, too.
2: Nationals. Right. I'm consistent with my teams. You got, you, I get one city. Our our division is dominating the it World is. Series. It is. Dominating.
1: That it is. All right, let's get to <laughs> Patrick to join us next. Hey, Patrick.
13: Hey, guys. Thanks for my call. Mm-hmm. Hello, Patrick. Hey. Hey, thanks. Um, so I'm just wanting to talk about, like, the state of our program and, like, how we've fallen from grace so badly, I guess.
4: They just beat Florida um, State. What like- are you talking about? Oh, you're talking about football. Oh, you're talking about football. Oh,
13: no, I mean, well, that's the thing that happens whenever you actually give your coach a chance and, like, let him actually be a coach and and let him, you know, go against the team and win. Um, But I'm just thinking about how we've kind of went from in the beginning of the season where we were, you know, competitive, but obviously, with Alabama, and then now to where we're at. And you would think that our team is just garbage and, like, for whatever reason, that you know, the whole coaching staff has given up and all the players have given up. But do you think that the media, the way that this team has been covered, has had any effect on, like, what has happened? Like, do you guys think that that has played anything into it?
4: How do you think the, the media has covered the team, fairly or unfairly? I,
13: I honestly think that Florida media, for whatever reason, we like to – just play on all of the negative and it kind of cascades and like burns out of control, essentially. And it comes to, at the end of, you know, we, we end up firing coaches and we're losing games and all this stuff. Yeah. And I feel like it's. it's Look, I, uh, I think
2: this is a. The, this media is pretty tough on, on coaches and it's not just football, it's basketball. Heck, it's the ones who cover other sports. But. I mean, it's that way in the SEC. I mean, everybody takes every loss personally, and the media takes every loss as a disaster. And and uh, but I don't think it has anything to do with any decisions any athletic director at Florida has ever made about who will be the coach and who will not be the coach. I would agree with that, and I think uh,
4: uh, any kind of decisions that are made at, at the at the highest level are are decisions obviously made by the athletic director, but he gets input input from people, and he's not getting input from. He's not calling up beat writers and, and getting their no, input. He's no. getting input from yeah, people, think- people that write checks and, and people that, that he surrounds himself with that he trusts. So, uh, uh, I, I, I mean, as a, as a person, it used to be that I, I've covered teams. I was a beat writer. i covered teams before, and I, I know what a negative situation is. The best coaches are the ones that can block out the so-called noise in the system that right. Ron, Ron Zook used to talk about. And it's, it's going to happen over the course of a season unless you're some, a, a, spe- a very special team. I mean, I, I, I'm sure things got uh, really uh, maybe kind of nasty maybe last year down in Tampa when Tom Brady comes in and they lost, what, three straight games? They were 7-5 and five at one point and then reeled off a bunch of wins. So uh, blocking out the noise is the key, man. And uh, uh, you know, that's 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 Dan Mullen's challenge right now. If you you think it, if you think it's negative, you know, it's a, it potentially could it could potentially snow, snowball even even more down the line. But he, what he's talking about is going to Missouri and winning. He's not talking about beating Florida State. They're not there yet. He's talking about this game and building on last game. And I know all the criticism about the dancing and what have you. T man won a game in a month. Yeah, so, five um, weeks. Yeah, so, and, and it's the same thing they so, do after and, and, every game. And I, That's right. And I do understand what, what people what people talk about the optics of it. And what happened, But they hadn't won a game in five weeks. They were happy. Let them be happy.
2: No, and, nobody wants them to be happy. <laughs> yeah, because, nobody suffers because... winning like Gator fans.
13: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I mean, you look at, like, the guy called before. He was talking about how Todd Grantham and the defense and everybody was saying Todd Grantham's the worst. Let's get him out of here. But you actually look at what he's done – and it's it's it wasn't that bad. He, yeah, you can say LSU; they were terrible. You, every team is going to have bad games or whatever, and you, and you can look at it or whatever. And they shouldn't be that way against the LSU team that was deprived, like like their whole their roster was everything, and the coach was leaving and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, we're playing an SEC West team, and they they showed up to play, and for whatever reason, we lost that game. But you, I mean, it's just to look at these things as black and white. To look at it as we're bad, They're, you know what I mean? Like, this coach is terrible. It's just so easy to do, and it, I, I like I'm saying, I think that, that kind of viewpoint is really what's gotten us into where we're at because we're looking at these losses. We look at the Kentucky loss, and it's like, yeah, we shouldn't have lost to Kentucky, but, yeah, there's so many factors that went into that loss that no one's going to look at. You know, we shouldn't a lot. I mean, there's a lot of things, the reasons why we've lost, certain games that we've lost, and it just, for whatever reason, I feel like we've we've focused on the negative and it's kind of snowballed, and we're kind of where we're at right now. And I don't think our team, even if we would have kept Todd Grantham, I think our team with Todd Grantham is still a good team. And I think the fact that we've kind of gotten to the point where we have been so negative, we've fired our defensive coordinator, but now we're like starting from scratch on that side. Well, I mean, I, that could be a good thing, whatever. But I'm just saying – now it's just kind of put in a, put us in the situation where I don't even know if, even if we thought, hire a new guy in defense, if that's even really going to solve the, our program. I think we've kind of dug ourselves into this huge negative tailspin where, unfortunately, I only think that the only way out of it is Dan Mullen's going to have to go and we're going to have to rebuild and we're going to be in the same situation we are in now. Four years from now, because the exact same thing is going to happen. We're going to have all these great players that we've recruited over the last however long with Dan Mullen. They're going to do really well because we're going to have all this positive momentum because of all the new coaches and all this stuff. And then we're going to have a bad season, and then we're going to want our coach fired. All right, like, I, 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 Patrick.
4: I would I would just say Sorry. that the the negativity you're talking about is is is, is external. Um, and uh, and they're they're not focusing on the negativity internally. That's why you see. The the dancing. That's why you see yep. these these players uh, tweeting um, you know back at some of these fans. They look. We're gonna dance no matter what you all think because we, we, and, and people saying things about how how, how how prideful they are and how important uh, it is to still to to keep playing for for each other. They, you know these teammates li- like each other. Yeah. Emory Jones, Anthony Richardson, uh, uh, back and forth is certainly a, a good example yeah. of that. And so, uh, you know, it 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 it, it is. I, I understand I understand what you're saying, but what the reality on but the outside not, may not be the reality on the inside. The guys know that they gotta play better. I mean they all they all know that and that's what they're focusing yeah. on.
1: Right? They're they're not happy yeah. with it right. and they're gonna try to do whatever they can to change it. But Patrick, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. Let's get uh Porter, to uh, probably finish things up. Hey, Hello. Porter.
24: Hello, Porter. Hey, guys. Um, I, I'm not sure I, I agree with what he said. Everybody's focusing on the negative. I heard a bunch of people talking about how we set set a record and, and offense and that kind of thing. Look, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm glad to get, out of, to get out of dodge with a win, but I think we get the most points in a half ever. Yeah, yeah. And again, we're
11: yeah. playing Sanford. I, mean,
24: I know. You know. I know. I know.
4: Most, those are stats. those are stats, and you can't mean, argue with those. I understand all that stuff. Like, how
24: about the most points against an FCS team ever by a power five? I know. Hey, <laughs> yes, like, yes, like, yes. Okay, so let's let's not, you know uh, coated, but hey, I'm glad to get a win. Anyway, um, one thing I will say, everybody, I'm always you know quick to call in and gripe and bitch about when things don't work out. Well, uh, anyway, things worked out kind of great for me Sunday. I didn't, I forgot about the baseball, the basketball game, so I'm leaving my appointment and I get in the car. Oh shoot, it's on, and I couldn't, could couldn't have time to go home and set it up. So I caught the very end of the first half, and then like a few minutes into the second half, the radio cuts off and it goes to national feed. And I'm like, what, what's going on? I don't want to see the end of the game. So I zip home quickly, and I go in, and by happenstance, the TV had been left paused on ESPN. And with direct TV, it, it, it'll start going after a certain time, so it's only five minutes into the Gator game. I'm like, this is furry, so I just hit a couple buttons set it up to record went and took care of my stuff and then came back and man i was just hoping that we pulled it out because i didn't know what happened i didn't hear anything you know when it went, and then the second half didn't right so hey I, I i I bitch when things go wrong so i'll <laughs> certainly give a sonic sound off on t- on tuesday when things go right go gators be safe right all right back.
1: porter thank you all right good uh good stuff there and the uh the minute we have left in, in case people missed it earlier tell them why they should uh Go watch that basketball game on Thursday. There's a, there's Patrick, a dude Patrick, coming to Patrick town. Patrick
4: Baldwin Jr. They call him PBJ, in fact. Matter of fact, and nice. he's like 10 a 6'10 uh, uh, McDonald's All American forward at the University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, who went there. Uh, he was recruited by Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, and Wisconsin, Milwaukee, right there in his hometown. And that's where he decided to go to go play for his father. And. He's going to be worth the t- price of admission, I think, just to go out and see, and it's certainly a challenge for the Gators to got their attention to film study today.
1: Yep, it'll be uh, good stuff. It was great stuff when Chris Harry strolled in here at 5 o'clock. If you missed it, go back and listen to it. You will not be disappointed. Thanks, man.
4: Hey, thank you, Jeff. Appreciate All it.
1: right, read his stuff, FloridaGators.com, OnlyFans.com, several sites. You can uh, check out Chris Harry. For duels. I'm Dozo Will. Thank you. And everybody else that tuned in. Appreciate it as well. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on the
0: tailgate. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. This, this is
8: Sports Center. I'm Christine Lisi. LeBron James may only be days away from getting back in the Lakers lineup. According to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, he could return from an abdominal strain Friday against the Celtics. When LeBron does come back, he returns to an L.A. team that's scuffling, which is maddening to ESPN's Kendrick Perkins.
25: We see a lot of hero my turn basketball on the offensive end where they take <laughs> shots uh, at the basket. and You're like, what are you doing? And then defensively, they're just not there. I just don't understand how you have a group of veterans that can't come together and sacrifice and show and play winning basketball on a consistent basis.
8: Mavericks guard Luka Doncic out tomorrow in Phoenix due to left ankle and knee sprains. The team optimistic he won't be sidelined for an extended stretch. NFL, the Steelers are building this week's game plan around getting quarterback Mason Rudolph ready to play against the, uh, the Chargers on Sunday. But the team, in the words of coach Mike Tomlin, is leaving the light on for Ben Roethlisberger to play if he can return from the COVID-19 list. The Chargers putting defensive end Joey Bosa on the COVID list.
6: Coming up Wednesday, we've got the biggest game in the NBA so far as the Nets host the 11-2 Warriors in Brooklyn. We'll tell you who has the MVP edge, Steph or KD. That's Wednesday morning. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. Canty and Gullet Jr.
19: I didn't know that anyone traveled with loose ham. I was in the airport this weekend (laughs) Minding my own business, stuck by delays in the Nashville airport. And when I pulled up to the bar, put my elbow down on there, there to my right in between me and another guy who I didn't know, who I didn't talk to, was loose ham on a napkin. Chris, I don't know what the foulest thing you can do in an airport is. Loose ham might be one of those things. Wow, yeah,
25: that seems a little bit strange. But I can think of some other things in the airport that are a little more, I guess, lowbrow than leaving a ham on a countertop. Sitting in the airport with your shoes off, with no socks on, Maybe that we would consider that. Leaving your luggage on one of the seats, knowing that there aren't enough seats for people that are actually waiting for a flight. Mm. Can't stand those types of people. Canty and golic Jr. Canty and golic Jr. on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Mike Golick Jr., Chris Canty, all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline, but Mike, right now, we got our guy, Jason Fitz, in studio giving us the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. And, Fitzy, I got to ask you this question before we get to anything about sports. Mike and I were having a debate about when it's appropriate to put up the Christmas decorations. He seems to think that it's okay to do it before Thanksgiving. I feel like that's disrespectful to the holiday bird. Where do you fall on this conversation, on this debate?
5: I'm about to give you guys the knowledge you need. I'm about to end the debate. By the way, I'm going to give you truth, (laughs) fact. (laughs) Pregnant pauses to catch my breath. You, you guys are trying. You,
19: Jason Fitz, I'm going to give him a moment right uh, here. None because are good, Jason came sprinting into the studio here to be in with us to give you the straight talk, straight talk, wireless, and all that stuff. He's
5: had three minutes. He's so three he minutes is recover. gassed. Your
19: cardio is awful. I'm
5: good. I'm in the best shape of my life, buddy. My body fat percentage way down. I'm good. I yeah, might all need to, that doesn't well, mean round that you're a shape, Jason. Round is a shape. Thank you so much. Uh, not, uh, so, <laughs> Candy, you're not going to be happy with this because there's a definitive answer to this. First of First of all if you have ever sung a christmas carol that says i wish it could be christmas every day yet have a problem with somebody having the decor up already you can never sing that song again i mean at the end of the day if we wish it should be christmas every day then we can put the decorations up as soon as we possibly want secondly and this is important what do you do at halftime at halftime of any football game you hang out with your friends you have a drink you eat some food you talk right Isn't that Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving is halftime of the Christmas season. Wow. So Thanksgiving, it deserves its respect like any good halftime show does deserve.
25: But at the end of the day, it's halftime of Christmas. You're so wrong about this one. First of all, (laughs) when it comes to the holiday decorations, I put up a live Christmas tree. I know there are a lot of folks that don't. But I engage in a live Christmas tree. I'm not going to put up the Christmas decorations if I'm not putting up the Christmas tree as well. If I put it up before Thanksgiving, the tree ain't going to make it to Christmas, Fitz. How does that make sense? It doesn't. Furthermore, Thanksgiving is the Super Bowl of holidays. It's the best. You get the food. You get the family. You get your friends. You get the days off Mm, after Thanksgiving. And guess what? You don't have to worry about the pressure of gift-giving. So that's why I'm saying we need to embrace the Thanksgiving holiday and let's not gloss over it as this speed bump that's on the way to Christmas.
5: I watched The Grinch this afternoon. I don't know what you're talking about. Like,
19: that's the thing. You get go. the movies that come with it. You get the songs, the that music. Come with and, it. Oh
5: yeah, the general joy. I mean, I had Holly up right away. Like, I mean, I, there's no doubt. Like, my my immediately, I went to the SiriusXM app the day after Halloween. Went to the SiriusXM app and said, "Give me all nineteen Christmas stations. <laughs> Inject them all in my veins. Yeah, I'm all in for all of this. Give me a Holy Night with every single different singer possible, and I will still crank it."
19: For those keeping score, what? Mike, your allies on this are Dan Arlovsky and Jason Fitz.
5: I understand how it looks, okay? <laughs> it doesn't. We weren't <laughs> talking about how to like how to eat dinner. Like we weren't talking about food takes here. Yeah, we didn't ask Jason
19: Fitz how he prefers his turkey because we know it's going to be the wrong answer more than likely. And
5: by the way, y'all can hate on everything. One person in this room got the Reese's peanut butter cup pie. All right. Oh, you managed
19: to get it. Uh Wow. Uh We'll get to this in three and out, but there is a three and a quarter pound Reese's peanut butter cup pie that I'm now apparently going to have to beat up Jason and take it from. I'm going to eat every. can do it better. Oh, yeah, that is true. There's
5: no doubt about that. I mean, obviously that, that, that goes, that's a given, but I'm going to eat every bite of that pie and not share it just because I know so many people, they're jealous. They didn't get one.
19: Jason Fitz, who has had the long-standing take that pie is trash. It's
5: not a pie, though. It's a peanut butter cup. It is a pie. It's a peanut butter cup. It's a pie. There's no crust. It's not a pie. There's a chocolate crust. There is not. It is. That it's is crazy. the Jason. crust. Jason, <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cup is
19: literally just a peanut butter and chocolate pie. Stay woke. Oh, my God. That's all it is. It's a mini pie. That's it. But I digress. Candy and Golick Jr. here on Radio. Him. Mike Golick Jr. and Chris Canty. Jason Fitz is with us here. You can hear him giving out takes like this with Sarah Spain, 7 and 9 Eastern, on Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio. Tonight, however, you can also hear him on Rankings Reaction with myself and Christine Williamson as we get ready for another round of the College Football Playoff Committee's rankings that are getting ready to come out here. Fitz, what do you got your eye on most this week? Because I think we're at that point now where it's going to be mostly status quo, I think, in the top four. So what are you actually looking for to see the committee rule on this week that matters?
5: I I think there is isn't an argument to be had for what they're going to do with michigan michigan state and last week we yelled about that on air i think pretty loudly and we were both shocked by it but one of the things that they were really passionate about is that when you look at the body of work as a whole michigan looked like the better team well michigan didn't look particularly good in beating a bad penn state team and i mean bad in the sense that the committee has decided they're not a top 25 team they are ap ranked but not ranked by the committee michigan state went out and rolled right so you know i'm looking at michigan saying okay so you just put if we're looking at the body of the work of body work for the entirety of the season you just put at least something on tape that doesn't look all that impressive While the team that beat you now three weeks ago put something that did look impressive on tape so i wonder how that plays into the committee's conversation I, i mean realistically i think they'll be safe and let it all work itself out but you know i'm hopeful that they do something
25: Fitz, what does the committee do with Oregon and Ohio State? Because Oregon, although they did have a win in the Pac 12 this weekend, it wasn't nearly as impressive as what Ohio State did against Purdue, a team that bounced Michigan State this past week. And then they also bounced Iowa earlier on in the season, a team that they had in the top 25 in their own rankings. What does the committee do? Does Ohio State leapfrog Oregon, or should they leapfrog Oregon? I would. I mean, and they've already told you head to head doesn't
5: really matter all that much, right? So. Right now, which team's playing better? I mean, Ohio State looked unstoppable. And by uh, Smith and Jigba, it looks like, I mean, he, you can't cover him. As much as we keep talking about Olave, Smith and Jigba has been getting all of these looks out of it that are just, he's, he's, op- he's open everywhere he goes. C.J. Stroud playing lights out in a year that doesn't have a clear Heisman candidate. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten a little more love. I mean, Ohio State right now is playing better than Oregon. If I were in the committee, I would have Ohio State number two right now. I think that's the thing
19: I'm most excited to look at tonight is, I said last week, if you really wanted to sell me on that Michigan argument, I could buy it if you had also ranked Ohio State above Oregon, where you said, hey, head-to-head really is just one of the criteria we're considering, and we're going to go all in on this idea of what we've seen over the long sample size as what we believe is best. I wonder if the committee feels that very human pressure about that conversation the other conversation that gets interesting, and Jason, I brought this up last week on the show, and I did this largely to troll. Like, I'm telling you all, if you let me own own property in your head, I'm going to be there. So do that at your own risk. But you actually believe there's a legitimate Notre Dame conversation yeah, coming.
5: and I didn't. When you said it, I laughed like the rest of America. And then I was sitting there on Saturday, and I was watching the games, and I thought, okay, is there any credence to it? And this is what, you know, as Oklahoma lost, Oklahoma was number eight. And so I joked at the time, I said, well, there's one out of the way for Mike. And then I started thinking about it. It's like, well, wait a minute. Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State were all ranked above Notre Dame. Two of the three of those teams are going to fall below that because, in some capacity, they will cannibalize each other. I expect Ohio State to win both of those games, at which point, Michigan and Michigan State will both fall down. So now they've gone from nine last week. If you eliminate those three teams ahead of them that will take a loss, two of the three Big Ten and uh, Oklahoma, that already did, that takes them to six without anything. They don't even need any help. And then you look at it and say, well, I believe Georgia's better than Alabama, and it's not close. I think Georgia's going to win the SEC championship game. If they win that in any sort of convincing fashion, that's another one that is gone. So now all of a sudden, I put Notre Dame at five without any other chaos in college football. Like, I'm uncomfortable with how right you might be, because I don't think they're a top-four team, but I dang sure can find a path that gets them into the college football playoff.
25: So, Fitz, if I'm picking up what you're putting down, you're saying that a two-loss Alabama team, even if they lose to Georgia in the SEC championship game, is not going to be a part of the college football playoffs Final Four.
5: If they lose an epic, oh, my God, I can't believe it, instant classic like the national championship game was in the other direction, if they lose that, they're in. If they lose by 10, they're not. And and right now, y'all, I just don't know how. I mean, think about this. Georgia last week, for anybody, whatever we want to say about Georgia last week, they take on the highest paced offense they're going to face in Tennessee. They faced a volume uh, offense where they were missing about a third of their defensive line being able to be capable because of the stomach flu. They were using a different defensive rotation than they've ever used. We thought they might be exposed and they gave up what, 10 points? <laughs> like, I, I, that's how stinking good this defense is. I don't think Alabama can score on
25: That no. was a great call by Lane Kiffin on the upset, too, by the way. Yes, yeah.
5: yeah, so yeah. I can say Lane Kiffin, guest <laughs> picker for the week
19: down in Oxford. Lane for Kiffin has been
5: lying to Knoxville for a long time.
19: <laughs>
17: <laughs> there it is.
19: That is Jason Fitz. You can catch him with Spain and Fitz, 7 to 9 Eastern on ESPN Radio and tonight with myself and Christine Williamson on all the ESPN Go digital platforms.
5: Right, this very minute. Oh, he's just giving me a little.
19: Bad guy, bad guy. Starting at eight (laughs) o'clock Eastern on all of that. Coming up next, Jason Fitz comes here every once in a while. Stays for a little bit here. We will get to the head coach that just changed the game for commitment by offering something that I have never heard a head coach offer up before at a press conference. Next on ESPN Radio.
6: Coming up Wednesday, we're talking about the latest college football playoff rankings and what the committee does this week to leave us scratching our heads once again. That's Wednesday morning. Keyshawn, Jay, Will and Max on ESPN Radio.
9: Napa no How. Right now, a five-quart jug of NAPA Full Synthetic Motor Oil is only $19.99. It's the hottest deal of the year for the coldest time of the year. So if you're in the car right now, there's no need to turn on the heat. I'm about to read this sizzler again. That's NAPA Full Synthetic for a hot 19 dollars Quality parts, helpful people. That's NAPA know-how.
14: NAPA know-how.
9: At participating locations, does not include taxes and fees. Advertised sale price not available in some states. Offer ends twelve thirty one twenty one. 21
3: Hey, team, we landed the contract. Kaya's web design studio just landed the gig of a lifetime. It starts next week. Their staff needs to double before the dream deal becomes a nightmare. Front end, back end, project manager. Indeed can help them hire great people fast.
11: I need Indeed.
3: Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.